This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. I don't even know what I feel like starting a pod with today, man. What kind of mood music am I in? Mood music? I mean... Nah, nigga, I, I got something for these pod niggas, dog. Go ahead and get these niggas some real shit, bro. <laughs> I'm already laughing. What's happening, Chi Chi? Sense a little bitch, sense a little hoe. I love the way you walk, love the way you talk. Let a young nigga come play in your throat. Deep stroke your throat till I make you choke. Throw babies, I'm trying to give them to you. Throw babies, I'm trying to bust all on you. Sense a little bitch, sense a little hoe. I love the way you walk, love the way you talk. Let a young nigga come play in your throat. Deep stroke your throat till I make you choke. Throw babies, I'm trying to give them to you. Throw babies, I'm trying to bust all on you. This shit crept in at the end of the year Toward my favorite songs of the year, dog That's only my second time hearing that song Ah, uh, nigga, you couldn't have been the, with me The first time is the other day When I saw you tweeting me yeah. posts on Facebook I'm yeah. like, dog, let me go listen to this shit That everybody nigga, I've never heard it before I didn't know it was a real song Until I heard it on the satellite And it was going off And I said, wait, let me go listen to this shit from the jump, nigga And next thing I know, I went through about a day and a half Where I couldn't turn it off Shit's fucking melodic as hell Oh huh, man, throat babies. What up, though? Um, <laughs> it's wild. This is a wild. It's gonna be a wild episode. I, I already got a feeling, man. Uh, what up to the throat babies and the non-throat babies? Um, all the babies, everybody with babies. Not me and Jay. We don't have kids. Um, but welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week in culture episode one thirty-five. I am your host, Ant Wood, aka Trinidad Ant. A.K.A. Uh, Braden and Trace's brother And I got my bro with me Jay, what up though? What up though? It's your man Jay Johnson uh, Jay Johnson 313 on everything A.K.A. The numbers God Because I got numbers for you niggas today And I appreciate them Woo! And this week in culture We bring to you the mid-season premiere Of Power Book 2 Ghost Episode 6 Aired last night on Stars, And we are here to talk about it But like we always do every week man Before we get into any of that shit we want to say thank you to all the listeners all the supporters all the fans everybody who rocks with us and uh real big thank you listen, listen to all man. our fucking canadian folks so man. listen listen dog all the uk folks man so you know spotify dropped stats last year or this 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 La- last yeah, week, yeah last week last week and all the artists was posting this stuff and you know stuff like that but you know they threw out some podcast numbers man and i was just overjoyed looking at some of these numbers dog yeah. um kind of what Ant was alluding to is um our growth over the last year man um, we had we grew in our biggest market that we grew man when i mean like Significant growth. We grew seven hundred percent in uni- in the United Kingdom, fam. Fam, seven hundred seven hundred percent growth in the UK, fam. Then on top of that, another three hundred percent in Canada. A. Canada, what up? That was Drake. A. That was Drake and them. A. 
And then, you know, hometown, we grew another 133%. Man, um, check the fucking the margins, States. dog. But, but, but before, be, besides that, um, you know what? I got all these damn hit, sound hit, hit effects and shit. Hit them motherfucking shit, bombs you know what and saying? shit. Air horn on these niggas, man. We talking about streams. We, our streams up 278%. Wow. Wow. We talking about followers up 267%. Wow. Talking about the hours listened. Up 209%. Wow. Uh, then we want to go just to, to listeners in general. Yeah. 143%. Wow. And these is all games. I'm drop one of Clues Bombs for this week in culture. Yeah, man. Drop one of Flex's Lipo Bombs on these niggas, man. Come on, man. Salute to the fucking culture, man. We really love y'all, dog. Real shit. Y'all don't think y'all understand. They don't. They don't. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Especially in a pandemic, understand. man. It ain't a lot of niggas who can say numbers is moving up in this pandemic. Uh, and I will tell you this, um, through November, because this is what these numbers are for. Yeah, yeah. We provided you guys with 8,158 minutes of content. Like, my nigga. My nigga. 8,158 minutes during a year when you were stuck at home? Man. And we not- was in this studio. And it's not an easy thing to do because um, in order to continue to support, you had to switch your habits up a little bit. Facts. Because Facts. you weren't at the office. Mm-mm. You weren't driving to work Mm-mm. as often. So like. And commute listeners, is they and, go heavy. Like I'm in, a commute listener. And like in March. Yeah. March, April. Like I saw a dip in numbers across the board because mm-hmm. people are outside of their routine. Yeah. Um, but the fact that y'all are still locked in. They figured and, it out um, and they picked it up. man. And listen to. All 81, I mean, 8,158 minutes. I mean, man, really, just a round of applause um, just for just for everything that y'all been doing on the support side. You feel me? So we appreciate you and we, we thank you truly from the bottom of my hearts. Man, I feel like with the support that we get, man, and uh, the, the people who rock with us, like them faithful them faithful listeners, them faithful, and the new listeners, man. Everybody who came in, you can look at them numbers and you can see, like, not only did people fuck with us, but they stuck with us. And that's what I care about. Like, we get people, you know, it's a slow burn around this bitch, man. We know we got a lot of big ideas. We know we had a lot of shit in 2020 that didn't kick off due to what's going on outside, man. But the fact that we got so many people to fuck with us and then stick with us, and and really just find a home on this podcast. And yeah, I just man. said that some shit wild is, shit this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, this year we almost <laughs> lost it a couple times. Oh. That shit. uh that season of the shy almost put us down, dog. Hey yo. That season of the shy we almost got we almost left Earth literally. You know you got one of the homies who always uh like this nigga Marcus uh, Curve Gotti. Um, My G, hit, what up? He hit you with a random like yo. He yeah. hit you with a random quote yeah, just to let you know you wallin. Like from months ago, yeah. I'd be like, "Yo, who said that?" Dog? Yeah. <laughs> it be it be you, it be you. Like, dog, I need context. Dog. It be I you. Dog. I don't remember saying that. Like, That's what, man. The amount of times that I tell people every week that I don't remember saying what you just text me and say, "Oh, y'all niggas was fooling." When I'll be like, "Where?" I'll be like, "Where?" You sure that wasn't Jay and Dan, nigga? <laughs> so I'll be like, "I literally, I don't even remember us talking about that, bro." <laughs> but thank you, man. Uh, shout out to Curve, dog. Oh, um, man, that's why. Wow, real, real, real big salute to everybody who listening to this pod, man. I'm a, uh, I was when, when the numbers came through, dog. I was very 
proud of us, but I, I also wanted to talk my shit a little bit, dog. I was fucking impressed. Because, again, man, we talking about two niggas who came into this podcast, this one specifically, um, kind of winging it, man. Like, we had an idea, but we we was going with the flow. I ain't going to say we was winging it, but we was going with the flow. We talked maybe a podcast or two ago about how the fact that we was only going to do episodes when our shows was on. Yeah. Or when a movie dropped. We wasn't giving y'all weeklies, man. And we kind of, we saw the need, we saw the audience there, and we saw that people fucked with it. And we said, yo, let's keep going. So, again, man, just to see the amount of, of growth that we've had and um also not just the numbers growth but our podcast growth man um we we really found a groove if you listen you know day one pod to right now we in a different bag we in a different groove we we talk completely differently now man because we know what we do and we do it confidently segments have appeared man naturally man just out of nowhere boom blackberry letters hashtag bbls on these niggas like how did that blackberry letter start i don't even remember oh we was talking about so we were talking about a strawberry letter one time. Mm. Oh yeah, and, and like, then we, we was like, yeah, yeah, we was like, yeah, we we not doing that. We gonna do a blackberry letter because black is better. And, and then from there, kicked them off. And we got two wild ones for y'all today. By the way, um, we got like the fact that we like, got a bag. <laughs> I hear different. I listen to a bunch of podcasts. I hear podcasts all the time. And, yeah. Um, I know some of they sometimes they be faking their letters that be getting in, yeah, or they just yeah. go to have their friends send one in. Like for strength to me, falling because sometimes I don't know who y'all are. Some of y'all are strangers, some of y'all are not strangers. But for y'all to be sending that shit in to us, hey man, like real life of, anonymous people emailing us their personal business. Some of y'all don't even keep it anonymous. <laughs> like some of y'all we really know, and now we looking at left. But like I be wanting to text y'all, like yo, you alright, <laughs> like. Appreciate y'all for sharing y'all business. Um, like I said, we got a couple great Blackberry letters to get into today. And I wish um, I would have read that one like live for the yeah, very first yeah. time. Yeah, I'm I'm mad I opened that. And it was funny when you text me, I literally said to myself, I'm gonna wait till I get to the pie and then I open it, nigga, because I'm a child. But um I if we, opened it <laughs> if if we'd have been able to read that live and they could have heard that laugh that I let out in my kitchen earlier today, nigga. Yeah, but it's that was a doozy, dog. And we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that other little uh, text message thread that we saw. Let me ask you a question. What's that? Name? I put on my uh, my Instagram. It's for the culture, okay. And uh, I'm kind of disappointed in some of you. Oh shit! I'm disappointed in you too, my, my let's, friend. Let's get in it. So I asked a question, right? Yeah. And for Detroit, like I want to know when y'all go and order that Detroit staple. Mm-hmm. The chili fries with cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you order? Mm-hmm. Do you say chili fries with cheese or do you say chili cheese fries? And um, I got some chili cheese fries and I got some chili fries with cheese. Let me explain you to you guys the, the correct answer, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's chili fries with cheese, my nigga. No. <laughs> like, no. Because that's what they are. No. They're chili fries. Like, in, <laughs> in most cases, they're chili fries and then they throw... A slice of cheese on the I was the about midget. to ask, do you like sliced cheese or shredded? Or melted? Um, it's either sliced cheese or squeezed cheese. Mm-hmm. I don't, that shredded and yeah. like, fuck all that. That's not, yeah. Don't do all that. But you put the, the, the regular slice of cheese on there and you close that bitch and then the and heat. Let it melt. Do let it, it steam. Like when you say chili cheese fries, it kind of like what you putting on it isn't chili cheese. It's not like a, <laughs> it's not like a, a th- <laughs> no, they're chili fries because you can get them without the cheese. 
Chili cheese fries, bro. Y'all not putting chili cheese. But on as I dog. said in my response, nigga, I don't say shit because I hate them motherfuckers. Now, I hate granted, chili cheese fries. I ain't had so. none in a minute because I I don't really eat pork. Well, I don't eat pork. Yeah. But I did go to um the vegan spot, um chili mustard and onions. CMO, yep. And they got some chili cheese fries. And there's this fire, by the way. Fire. Yeah. There's this fire. fire. Um, they got vegan that, and too. they got the uh, what's the. Big Mock. Yeah, the Big Mock. Um, the Big Mock a, Burger. A Whopper yeah. in there. I done had a, uh, I had a chili cheese dog in there, and it wasn't bad, bro. I had a, I had a chili dog. Yeah. Um, chili dog with cheese. I know. <laughs> I had a chili dog. I also had the um, chicken pita. Yeah, or that's fire. Chicken. Yeah, the chicken. Yeah, pita. Yeah. Um, I had the best lemonade I've ever had in my entire life the first time, and every time I go there afterwards, they don't have it. Um, but it was literally the best lemonade I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Um, I, I fuck with CMO. No, no, no. I, I rock with them I too. I wish they was black. Only thing I don't like about them, um, they have sh- terrible hours, dog. Like they're uh, even pre COVID, like they hours of operation. Well, they shut down when they run food. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that. Find some more food, bro. Well, everything is cooked. It's vegan. Y'all Natural. go grow it. Go grow it. Go grow it. Y'all got that whole damn yard. So I think they officially closed like at like three o'clock or something. Yeah. But like if they run out of food, like yeah. yo, this They'll is be done. It's not processed. Like nigga, so. pre COVID on Saturday afternoons, them niggas closed at like four. And I was just like, I I don't know what to do. Especially when my girl shorty be vegan every other week. Like I want to go pick her up a fucking mock burger and I can't. Now I'm coming through this bitch with all beef, nigga. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Nigga. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Hey the man. Blackberry letter is sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> Beef. <laughs> Hey man, hold up, hold up, hold up. More serious note before we get into our bullshit, because I can already tell the mood we in, nigga. Um, I did want to take a minute to say uh, rest in peace and prayers to the family and friends of Natalie DeSell Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know her as Mickey from uh, Baps, who starred alongside Halle Berry in that mm-hmm. 1997 classic cultural film. Man, um, what's her name? Holly Robinson Pete tweeted about it initially, and then. Um, Natalie's family came behind and posted, it is with extremely heavy hearts that we share the loss of our beautiful Natalie this morning. She was a bright light in this world, a queen, an extraordinary mother and wife. Her diverse career touched so many and she will be loved forever. Naturally, we are grieving and processing this profound loss and we thank you in advance for respecting our privacy at this extremely difficult time. Um, And not to just limit her to uh, her starring role in BAPS, but she was also um, in Set It Off. Mm -hmm. She was in How to Be a Player. She was in... um, a couple Medea joints. She also played on some episodes of the Parkers, uh, Eve, and she was um, also famously known for her role in the Cinderella film um, that came out on TV. So really, really big loss to a lot of people. Want to say respect and rest in peace to her, man. Absolutely. Um, that makes me think of something. Yeah. Uh, because y'all might not know her name, but if you see her face, yeah, she black famous. Yeah, facts. You facts. know what I'm saying? Especially was, on the television world. Yeah, I be wondering like who decides when that character or person just don't get on work no more. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes they just disappear, and it's not their fault. But like, yeah. well, maybe it's TV because the the black shows disappear. I yeah. don't know. Like, she, mm, that could be a great point. But like, even when you look at the role she had, like I didn't realize. 
one, I just watched Set It Off a week ago. So when I was going through her filmography, I instantly remembered her. Like, oh shit, she was right in the beginning, mm-hmm. putting a little uh, Acorn Projects in the back of um, Jada Pink, a little brotherhood. Then, How to Be a Player. She was great as Bill Bellamy's sister. Baps, obviously, big role. Cinderella, big role um, in the Cinderella TV film. And it's like, to have an actress like that who is revered in our community, at least, well-known in what we do, this one just kind of disappeared. Dis- like I like I don't get how that happens, but to your point, when the black content leaves, so do a lot of these black famous actors and actresses. Cause it's a lot of characters yeah. or a lot of people you that probably have played on every quote unquote black show. Yeah. And you be like, Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. And like And like you said, you may not know the name, but as soon as you see the face, as soon as you read the filmography, it, you know it. And then it's like, yeah, out of nowhere. You just don't see them as much. And, like, she had a really long list of um, television shows mm-hmm. in the filmography. So, and and I can't, I don't have it in front of me. I screenshot the movies, not the TV shows. But I do feel like some of them were in more recent years than some of the films. I so, like I felt I a little better about some, that. Um, what, I, what I have noticed is yeah. some of the black B and C lists or C- not list, yeah. but like in the order of cast listing. You know, you got your A characters, your B characters, C. Like mm-hmm. I see a lot of them. They move over to the Disney Channel on every mm. on children's shows. Yeah, just like my Dwayne from One on One. Yeah, uh, he got a couple of shows over there that was on the Disney Channel and things of that nature. But like he's another one who was consistently in in different roles. That's, uh, like, Arnez, whatever his last name is. Yeah, he's black famous as shit, man. Been a bunch of stuff for like, you know, 17, 18 yeah. years. It's like, yo, I, they still good act. Like, how do that just stop one day? Did you know random on uh, on on the BAPS note, just something I must have missed back in 97, I didn't realize Robert Townsend directed BAPS. I think I knew that. I that did when I looked up her filmography and I saw that I was like, oh shit! I had no clue that that was a Robert Townsend. We gonna go our Robert Townsend. Oh, we gonna give my man his flowers. I'm telling you, Robert Townsend, Wesley, Clifton Powell. Um, it's Everything, a few niggas who gotta get their flowers, man. But like Robert Townsend specifically for yeah. the culture. Mm-hmm. Everything that you want. Him and Keenan. Him and Keenan put on more people than any. Uh, there's no other two people, dog. And Townsend put on Keenan. Facts. Facts. And Townsend had his own movie studio. Facts. Like, Townsend is the Townsend reason was what Tyler Perry went on to become. Robert Townsend was doing with every resource he could possibly put together back in the day. Uh, and, and Tyler sort of took that model and became it. Spike took that model and became. But don't y'all sleep on my man Robert Townsend, dogs. He put together literally your favorites' favorites wouldn't be here. Without Robert Townsend Who else made a black superhero Out from scratch Come on Brand new Come on No man. DC Anyway Man um, Rest in peace what to was uh, a, What was the bl- first Natalie black superhero DeSalle. movie That you saw Nigga literally Meteor man <laughs> Literally <laughs> meteor man <laughs> Like it wasn't even a question dog. Then after that A Wayans and yeah. Blank man Man Now he wasn't yep. superhuman He yeah. was just a nigga He was Blank man was Batman Yeah Facts, black man. Yeah, black. <laughs> and there's our title. God damn it. Early with the titles, nigga. No, literally, blank man was fucking Batman, aka black man, where, yo, I'm not superhuman. I'm just smart and I have resources. So, yeah, man, Robert Townsend was unafraid and unapologetically black. And his ideas, he never let nobody say, 
that's stupid or you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. He just executed the same way that white folks do all the time. With every bit of creativity that they have, they go out and execute. Robert Townsend did the same shit and said, who going to stop me? Who going to tell me nah? Nobody, nigga. I'm Robert Townsend. I'm already more famous than you. I have more money than you. I'm more fucking, I have more resources than you. I'm going to do what I want. And he did exactly what he wanted. And because of him, literally, we could go through the number. When we do that Robert Townsend appreciation moment, we're going to go through everybody who was an extension of that tree, dog. Yeah, I was in a room on Clubhouse last night. Um, LT Hutton was in there. It was mm. literally everybody was in there, but he was in there shooting off some game. Yeah, and what the movies and shit like that. He said there is not a black movie that has been made that has lost money. Mm. Every single black movie produced has made money, has been successful. Yeah. That's fucking insane when you think about the um, the stigma. Yeah, that they don't make money. They, yeah, every single mm-hmm. one. Has made money. But the reason is, it's kind of the smack in the face to the industry because they give so many black films low production values. I'm not giving you, I'm going to give y'all 5 million, work with it. All right, we're going to take that 5 million and go make 55. Now we've made you 50 million. But then it's like, yo, this didn't do X amount of dollars in the box office. Yeah, who we cares? Don't, we don't care because, so The Wiz didn't do well in the box office. At all. Made over a billion dollars now. Yep. We'll catch you on the back end. We'll catch you on the back end. Because we watch it differently. Like yep. how we handle movies and things. Yeah. Who, who seen Soul Plane? Every nigga Everybody. seen Soul Plane. I never saw Soul Plane in the theater. Never. Seen that shit 33,000 times on DVD. And it's only a running joke because it was bootleg so yeah. bad. Yeah. But why? What? that was a funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> Soul Plane was the product of, I think, poor marketing. Because the way they marketed the joint kind of fed into the stigma that was being discussed. it was marketed so fucking great that we all had to see it. That was like some viral shit. Oh, I'm talking about from the critic standpoint. That uh, whole, the stigma that got led to, like niggas were literally, they marketed like, yo, Black Plane, they wilding, they smoking weed, they drinking. And then when the critics got it, that's exactly what they said. This is what we saw. I don't even know what they said. We was just like, I literally bought a DVD player from a homeless man, and it came with two things in it. And don't cancel me for the one thing, because the homeless man sold it to me. Roaches? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Soul Plane and the R. Kelly tape were in, they were literally, the R. Kelly tape was in the DVD player, and Soul Plane was on top of it. And he sold me the whole thing for 40 bucks. So I mean, I sold the R. Kelly tapes, too. So. Oh, I, I dubbed them both and got them off. But Clearly, it's, it's, clearly it was legal. Hey. Uh, feds, we we're we're out that statute of limitations, man. But um, no, you know what's wild too. Um, we just talked about New Jack it's a City. Wild statement, by the it, way. It is, it is. But it is what it is. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, we talked about New Jack City last week. Um, 1991, New Jack City was the most profitable independent film of that year. Again, a black movie directed by a black man, most profitable independent film that year. So many other independent films dropped that year. You don't lose money, fam. No. Man. It don't lose money. I was about to say black is crack. Because crack made money. But I don't want niggas to associate black with being related to crack. You know the saying? Um, white powder, black power. Mm. Or was it black power, white, white powder? White powder. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that way. And Killer Mike introduced, he did that song, but he introduced the concept. was like, yo, 
why is it so frowned upon when the illegal activities lead to money? We are dropping the ball because we aren't taking those illegal funds and then going legitimate, but because all of your um, major Anheuser Bush and all these drug yeah. I mean, these these liquor companies and beer companies, fam, they were bootlegging. Yeah. And then after prohibition ended, they went legal with all the the illegal funds they had, and then they started legitimate businesses. Mm-hmm. People who were tied up in the mob, <clears throat> Kennedys, um, like they started legitimate businesses, and they all got they they start or their generational wealth. Out the streets for yeah. lack of a better term. Facts. Um, so don't turn your nose up at um, Jay Z for starting off selling crack, nigga, and moving up to to where he's at right now because a lot of your Fortune 500 CEOs and the original last name from that company yeah. started the exact same way. Fam, if you've ever been to Vegas, <laughs> you supported exactly what we're talking about right now. Niggas who started out on some pure illegal shit. So many people died to build Las Vegas, nigga. That was a mob-run operation. The Las Vegas that we know exists and only exists because of the mob. Go to your YouTubes and do your fucking homework. If it were not for that, Vegas would not be what Vegas is right now. So you can't look at that and then look at a nigga like Hove or a nigga like 50 or a nigga like whoever who came from this era but then transition into where they are now, and you can't look at them and say, "Oh, them men are." Follow, yeah. follow back the Bush name and not the George one. No, follow nigga. back to Anheuser and all like fo- follow back all these liquors and these bourbons. Just go and look up these. the history of World Banks. Oh, like man. it's it's a lot to get into, but and hey. it all started with crime, and most of it was organized crime. <laughs> um, so yeah, y'all y'all get into that bag after the podcast, man. Um. What else we got going on? Speaking of movies, Warner announced that all films in 2021 will be available on HBO Max that come out to the theaters. So everything they say, because you've seen some movies this year say in theaters December 15th, mm-hmm. and in states like ours, we haven't had much access to movie theaters. So when that happens, like Tenet, for instance, that wasn't available at the theater for us, even though it released in some of the states that were open. Next year, all Warner films will be available on HBO Max. So if it's at in the, the theaters, same time adds a yep. theater. I think this is is scary. Yeah, and it's great. Yep. Well, it's scary and it's convenient. I don't know if it's great yet. Yeah. Right. Um, if you want to go to the movies, go ahead and go to the movies, and if, hopefully it'll be less people. If you're in the a movies. state where the movie theater is open and you feel like going to the show, get in your bag. Cause it's like it should be less people there because you can watch it at the crib, yeah. and then maybe, maybe it'd be a little bit safer. Uh, this week in culture and come out there and do a show. <laughs> you know hey, what I'm saying? Hey, y'all go and report back. Or because it's available like that, well, maybe we Max, can do private private can, showings. Any private Warner events. movies that come out that feel cultural. Or shit, just for entertainment. It ain't even got to be some shit we review. Yeah. Just if we want to have an event with the folks, we can social distance, set up a screen, projector, all that. I will airdrop that shit from my phone to the projector. Nigga. Upstairs and we, in the yeah, damn room. We'll airplay it. Nigga, yeah. like, we'll do any of that shit. And we will literally get together, giant room, more than enough space to stay the hell away from niggas. Yeah. And and we'll get the refreshments and all that shit, and we'll put something together, man. But I really love the idea. This is, and I know that 
immediately they couldn't shift to this sort of model when COVID first hit. But this is the sort of risk that I wanted production studios to take instead of just saying we're shutting down everything. We're never doing anything else. Like, And this go for it also helps the black creatives facts because when i fund my movie now i don't actually have to worry about to a certain extent the distribution into yep. different theaters hey. worldwide so let me get on this app fam like how much is they get on this fucking app imagine being a black film that at one point probably had to argue and convince and sell yourself for distribution now being able to get on global distribution on this app and like you said, I don't got to worry about theaters. Or listen, how about I, I make the movie and then you can just go to my website and watch it for, for five bucks. Or that. Because or if, that. I, if I get 100,000 people to watch it for five bucks and I spent $200,000 on the movie, Facts. I'm up three. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I'm just being generous with 100,000 people at five bucks. But let's just say a million people watch this shit at $10. Mm-hmm. Hey, and here's the thing. One thing we know about streaming, niggas will watch some shit that ain't really that good. But if you hear about it, or if it piques your interest, or if it just comes through this fucking app, and you say, oh, this is new, what is this? Niggas will cut on some shit, and you will get that stream. So even if y'all niggas might not be putting out the greatest content, the fact that there's going to be a place to house it under the Warner name now, I think this is a big deal, dog. I'm very curious to see... Because Warner's like, right now I think HBO Max is absolutely slaughtering Disney and that whole Disney Plus app and all that shit that they did last year. I It was it had a spark when it started, but now it's just fucking Mandalorian, nigga. Especially with COVID. Like, Man. You know, all those Marvel movies. Yeah. Now, what I do hear is that they probably low-key trying to start up a, um, a Skywalker, set up a Skywalker movie or mm. and or series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they do that... Yeah. It's about to be like that's a Star Disney Wars. has home runs, but in a bag. Um, for the adults, yeah. I don't have children, so like it's only yeah. so many times I can watch that Disney shit. Yeah, and AKA um, the Marvel shit is one thing. But yeah, like, y'all niggas tried to get me with fucking yo. I ain't seen Animaniacs and that fam. I didn't need to see Animaniacs and. That's on Hulu, but I, I started to watch what, that shit. Whenever that shit came, oh no, that's what it was. It was Darkwing Duck. Niggas tried to pull me in on the Disney Plus. Like, yeah, I fuck with Darkwing. Yo, Darkwing Duck was my nigga. <laughs> but if y'all thought that that was worth this twelve dollars a month, all I'm gonna it's say not, is, nigga. Um, when there's trouble, you call DW. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Uh, HBO Max is absolutely slaughtering Disney right now. Um, but hopefully, I, I think that this move gives production studios that little kick in the pants that they need. To say, you know what? Maybe we don't do this exactly, but we have to try something. Nigga. I want people to be comfortable going to an independent, going to the website and watching them, paying the $10 and watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really. So you remember at the beginning of COVID, um, there were three movies. One had already come out about a week before quarantine. The other two were supposed to release the week that quarantine started. Invisible Man. Um, uh, It was guns out and it was a third movie i'm blanking on right now but because of quarantine they all they were the three movies that went into okay now you can stream from your home for 19.99 get it for two days rent it and niggas was like no i ain't doing that shit and i was like why not you know it's something it's a brand new movie 
you it's know, cheaper than the theater. It is, but there's something about that twenty dollar price point that don't sit right with niggas at home. <laughs> I be honest, you know what hey, I'm saying? Hey. They're like, "Yo, twenty dollars to watch this one." That's exactly the same thing you're doing when you're walking inside of a, a, a theater, movie theater. Literally, it's half the cost because you probably got to pay for you and the lady. Yeah, you know and don't saying? have kids. But that's what I think. I, I think fifteen dollars may be the spot. Yeah. Yeah, or I, you just got to get people accustomed to it. Cause I spent a lot of fucking money on this seventy-five inch TV and, mm, and, and sound and talk shit like that. Talk so your shit. Talk your shit. I can't wait till they start dropping. Talk shit. your shit. Soundbar. You know, what Soundbar J. Um, I too have a seventy-five inch, and uh, <laughs> <Pause>. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, that last laugh sounded like me on that motherfucker. <laughs> um, no, man, but I I really feel like these these studios have to like it can't just be the consumer having to make adjustments. You know what I'm saying? Like the studios, the niggas with the money, the niggas with the product, y'all got to make adjustments too, dog. If I was a fucking drug dealer out here in the streets and COVID hit and niggas was no longer in the streets and my corner boy can't stand on the corner and sell drugs because nobody's outside, I got to figure out a new way to fucking You got to come course correct. Course correct, nigga. You feel me? I'm you coming You got to come correct, course correct, nigga. nigga. We going to get into my nigga Tariq too, man. I fuck around and like Reek this episode, nigga. It's a rare one, but uh, yeah, man, I, I love the idea HBO Max guy. I'm curious to see what movies Warner releases next year though because i'm like we still have the whole like what all were you able to produce during all this shit like that's still a thing but i just want somebody and i don't think this is a warner problem but somebody got to figure out a way to give candy man to the people because i need to see this new candy man and listen um that's all i want i hate to say it candy man never coming out it's a rap on candy man god damn it like even if it come out it's over yeah the, it should have dropped halloween like, when they pushed it the three times all the way to October, they should have just said, fuck it, put it out. Fam, it's over, dog. Yeah. You're not yeah. about to drum up no more support. Because yeah. so like you, let's just say you start promoting again. You start yeah. running that, that trailer. I'm like, nigga, didn't I see this trailer month, like last year? I know, uh, what's her name? Um, Nia DaCosta was the director of this. Um, Natalie DaCosta, pardon me uh, on fucking up the name. But I know she directed it. Jordan Peele helped write and produce. Um, but they're going to have to fuck around and put Jordan Peele name back in front of this motherfucker. And I don't say that because I want it to be over. Yeah, no. I want it to be a thing. Fam, they wasted literally three different marketing campaigns on this shit, and it never came out. I, I said back when it was supposed to drop in July, before they pushed it to October or September, and then pushed it to October, I said, why don't they just make it streamable, dog? It's Candyman, y'all. Used the last Cabrini Green building left in Chicago. Y'all didn't really fucking... I know the budget wasn't that crazy. Like, the graphics ain't fucking nuts. If it's anything like, let's just say, a Get Out, for instance. Production budget was very low for Get Out, nigga. Like, we ain't using a ton of graphics and a ton of weird camera shit. We can make this movie cheaply. I don't think Candyman cost that much where they couldn't have put this out streamable and made some money back on the back end. Sell that shit, nigga. Shit, low-key drop it so I could just buy it. I'll make Candyman straight to DVD, dog. Straight to video, straight to stream, straight to the uh, to the download, nigga. I'll digital download that shit, but put it out, man. I'm tired, and I need something new to watch. Oh, what else we got, man? Your man, uh, Floyd Mayweather, gonna fight Jake Paul, brother, Logan. Um, I know this shit about three months ago. They was talking about this shit. 
Um, I hate Floyd Mayweather. I just really don't like this nigga. Respect all day. Man, the record said, is crazy. I just he, he be said, doing goofy shit. Man. He said months ago, like I'm finished as a professional boxer. Only thing I will do now and moving forward yeah. is put on these big giant exhibitions. And if I'm gonna show up uh, for a few rounds and pick up twenty million, man, who the fuck not? You already fought a little twelve year old in Japan, like. Just chill, and now I'm cracking up because Twitter, Twitter wild. Uh, now they like, oh, Floyd going to avenge this nigga Nate Death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was rolling, dog. But then, uh, you, then you look at, I mean, he looked at uh, Tyson and um, and, uh, Roy, and Roy, Jones. Roy. Yeah, they broke a they broke the pay per view pre sale record. Yeah, man. and they both were giant pay per view stars. By Facts. the way, yeah, like, think those about- are two of your biggest draws in the history of pay per view. Oh, niggas won't. And I mean, Floyd made a lot of money for that spectacle in China. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, yo, niggas want spectacle? Yeah. Let me get in my. Fem, do you know how many followers Jake and Paul got? Oh, Jake and Logan Paul are famous as shit. Like, my, my issue with Floyd doing this, and this is only. Like, Roy and Mike have been retired a very long time. I get them wanting to do this and put on this exhibition. Floyd has been retired for like 15 minutes. Floyd ain't had a real fight in four years. Facts. Like in like in, uh, still against ain't a really, boxer. Yeah. Still fucking reaching with this shit. I just feel like I know when niggas is bored and when they not. Me personally as a boxing enthusiast, I would love to see Floyd get back in the ring for real. Why? Over this Because I want to see him Really fight I don't want to see 42. him Get in there with a wild ass White boy You're 42 years old I know I You finna get in there With a fucking 25 year old white boy Who finna swing Like he lost his mind You ever fought a drunk White boy <laughs> Some of the most Dangerous <laughs> niggas To fight in the world Not cause they could scrap They wild as hell I'm picking up the bag dog Nah I just uh, For a nigga who bag. don't Need the bag I, I, I just hate it For Floyd But they fighting And Ant opinion Don't fucking matter on it Um, Speaking of other shit I don't want to watch Ashanti and Keisha Cole versus has nigga, been announced. I will watch anytime. I will watch with the sound off. Nigga, I'm Fam. pulling up to anything with them two women on the screen. You talking about literally two of my most irritated. I cannot stand either of them. Granted. Don't hate on Ashanti. Nigga, nigga fuck Ashanti. Ashanti can't sing. So off top. So rain down on me ruined all girls in high school. We not this not a singing competition. Because all of them sound good on these records. Oh, yeah. Facts. Facts. So we know like, they cleaned them vocals up. Yeah. So, like. And Keisha Cole can sing. She a little loud. But. Um, uh, so, both of them, like. Yeah. This for the girls. This for the girls. I'm still watching. Ashanti is on some, some classic fucking records. Facts. I will not be tuning in. If I tune in, if y'all see Trinidad and name pop up in that bitch, I'm there because Jay told me to pop in. <laughs> Nigga. I'm um, I'm gonna be entertained because I like both of them. Yeah, you already know. I've, I've been done with the verses. The Gucci Jeezy came back. It had been a minute from the verses, but this is now. I feel like all right. Verses has officially like left where we started because this ain't le- these ain't legends, dog. You don't think Ashanti got that in that category? Nah, I, I think they're both extremely talented and extremely. They have a lot of hits. Murder Inc. ain't Murder Inc. without Ashanti. Facts, but Murder Inc. also doesn't break up without Ashanti. Between Ashanti, 50, and the feds, Murder Inc. No, was gone. No, the feds. That's it. I blame Ashanti. <laughs> it was the feds. She fucked Irv whole shit up. No, nah, it was Irv the only feds. got caught up fucking with Ashanti, nigga. Low-key, Ashanti might be the feds. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that said, early hot take, who you got winning that bitch? Um, it depends on how old you are. Mm. Um, Because Ashanti 
is more in our age bracket. Facts. Even though we still fuck yeah. with like it, it depends. But yeah. like Keisha Cole was like our college age, but Ashanti was early and then kind of rode us all the way up until Akeisha yeah. Cole came out. Now yeah. Keisha gonna have them records that gonna yeah. have people in their feelings. Cause Facts. like I can feel this. Facts. I remember when I was going through that. And Ashanti gonna have amazing records and then yeah. she's gonna be on the hooks of some of your favorite Ja Rule songs. Facts. Gonna be in the hooks of some of your favorite you gonna be like, yo, you're gonna be reliving your with the times yeah. where you was in high school or going to college or whatever. It's like Low key, I think this is gonna be a really good battle because their songs just connect with a large yeah bunch of bunch it, of it, it'll put you in a, a moment in time and shit and a more recent moment in time yeah. than like Brandy and Monica Facts. when they had theirs. It'll put you in more of your like teenage early adulthood moment in times. But I tell you what, I think Ashanti will win, and I'm putting win in quotes because yeah. it's no real winner. They just playing their music. But it's one round Ashanti will absolutely not win. I don't care what she plays, nigga. Just go ahead and let y'all know right now. When this comes on, it's over for Ashanti. I guess over for Ashanti when that last night comes on, y'all. It's one of the greatest songs ever made, y'all. Last night, I couldn't even get an answer. I've written on Facebook at least 10 times that this is one of the greatest songs ever made, dog. What if Ashanti get into the, the bag? Yo, I wrote this song. So I'm now that's that. where it gets fun because I know a lot of shit Ashanti has written. But I don't know a lot of shit that Keisha Cole has written for. I know she's done it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. Keisha Cole can be, she can pull a Jonte Austin and fuck you up with some of the shit she's written for others if they decide to get in that bag. So, I think this is going to be a good bag. It'll, it'll be cool. Be I just, again, I've never been like a huge fan of either of them. They both obviously got mad hits. Keisha Cole got one of the greatest songs um, ever with and, Diddy. And Ashanti, um, God bless her soul, um, she looks better every day of her life. Ashanti's definitely not a bad look Not a bad look at all um, Every day of her life she gets 1% better Ashanti don't even do nothing She just be on balconies And beaches Used to be on Floyd's balconies Speaking of Floyd we tied that together um, Yeah now she just be on beaches She got mad bikinis Ashanti just out here on earth So then when this got announced I started thinking Versus I would like to see and then I couldn't necessarily put together like a, a matchup that I needed to see, but it's somebody I want to see in a versus who I think would clean up nine out of ten people. Niggas don't want to see genuine in one of these verses. I want to see genuine versus um um uh crazy nigga with the ball head, Coca-Cola. Tyrese, Tyrese. He'll smoke Tyrese. Tyrese don't have enough hits. Tyrese has some giant hits. But he don't have enough. One, I don't think either one of them have 20 records. Now, um, Genuine got 15 on one album. Uh, but I think it'll be interesting. One, because they don't like each other. Facts. Um, two, they were in the same group. So I Facts. wonder how many of them songs, like, do y'all not play yeah. anything from LSG? Oh, uh, not LSG. Uh, TGT. Uh, TGT. Uh, <laughs> uh, nigga, but, with that my body all <laughs> over your body, nigga. I want, I want Genuine. <laughs> versus Tyrese. Yeah. I think that's a great matchup. They can patch it up and be friends yeah. afterwards and shit. I think that's a great matchup. I also want to see somebody, anybody, fight. Even though this person is very problematic and we probably shouldn't like him anymore, um, I want to see Mystical go up against somebody. Mm. That's a tough out for somebody. Mm. Mystical got joints. Like, that's a tough... Niggas forget Mystical early 2000s. Like, Mystical didn't stop after No Limit. He actually went further. Yeah. And came with bigger hits, dog. Like, Mystical is a tough out. Yeah. I still reached out to Swiss Beat. I literally sent him a DM, like, three times saying, like, yo, I think, like, a 
like a versus mini where niggas do 10 hits instead of 20 because there are so many artists who again brandy and monica fam brandy had to play moesha theme song monica had to play fuck them other niggas because i'm down for my niggas just to reach their 20 you two of the biggest ever had to stretch to 20 there are some artists who can't come close to hitting that 20 and i feel like like it's niggas out there who i think if you give them 10 a nigga like joe joe would come sing the fucking joe verse case Woo! And they could do 10. Because between song, their own songs, shit they've been featured on, did hooks on, and they wrote, quick 10. In and out, 30, 45 minutes. It don't need to be an hour or two hours long. Like, we could just... But Swiss ain't hit me back yet. Every time I look, it doesn't even say that he opened them. Um, that last one was probably, like, my last straw because it was during the Gucci Jeezy. And I was like, nigga, I know you're on vacation because you already said it. Like, you weren't even in the States. So I know you chilling on a yacht somewhere reading this. Like you, you think that's what he was doing while he was on vacation? Yeah, was, read my read my DM, <laughs> oh, okay, fam. You okay. re, you ain't in the stool. Scary time. You ain't in the stool. Read my fucking DM, Swiss. <laughs> niggas on a boat. Matter of fact, like, nigga, let me check. Let me check in with Trinidad. Yeah, no, no, that's what you should. Real niggas do. That's what real niggas do. Swiss, you from the Bronx? You a real nigga? Come on, Swiss. All right, man. What else we got going on? Um. Oh, speaking of verses. So Jay, I think we need to do it, dog. I think we need to put a poll out. For actors, so let's me and you get together on the actors that we use here, put these actors in a poll, and then we're going to let the audience tell us who they want to see head-to-head 10 movies, movie versus. We got to do it, nigga. We got to hit the movie versus joint. Um, It could be, we can throw Robert De Niro, uh, Denzel, Samuel, fucking whoever, nigga. We could put together... I don't know, a list of 10 to 20 actors and actresses, dog, and then we need to do the fucking movie verses and just go head-to-head, 10 apiece, fucking... Y'all, matter of fact, listeners, y'all tell us some of the people y'all would like to see. When y'all see this, go join the Facebook group, This Week in Culture. Go join the Instagram. Y'all tell us who y'all want to see. We're going to do a movie versus because we got to do it, dog. Head-to-head, nigga, imagine us doing head-to-head Denzel versus De Niro, nigga. Fucking, we can finally get to my point I've been trying to make for the last 15 years. Halle Berry ain't that fucking good. We do a head-to-head Halle Berry versus, uh, I don't know. Is she know, not nigga. good in the movies or in her roles? Because don't. if you go versus what movie she's been in, yeah. I think she'll win. She's been in some good movies, but she can't act. But she'll she'll, she'll like nigga. I put boomerang on the table. Yeah, what you gonna yeah, what you gonna yeah. battle me? You with? throw jungle fever on there. You know what I'm saying? going for it. What you gonna battle me she with? Can't when act. I put out, but it'll give me the opportunity to tell you how bad she performed in some of these potentially good ass movies. Somebody sent me some uh, earlier. Shout out to the homie Gene. It says something like, uh, "Fuck doing remakes of classics. Y'all need to remake some of these movies that had potential to be really good." That came out kind of shitty, nigga. Like it made me think of New Jack City, like yeah. shit like that. Where it was Give like another example. Uh, let me see, let me see. Well, let's um, think of a movie that was that could have been good, and, but it didn't really didn't really connect. So New Jack, we already just said could have been great, didn't really hit. Um, something else I think could have been really fucking good, and it was just kind of mid. Um, well, no, nah, because that was a sequel. I was about to say Why I Get Married too. I thought that was gonna be great. Like I thought they had a real good opportunity to follow up, and then it was just kind of super mid. Um, How did I get married to this nigga? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. Something else that I think was like good could have been great. Uh, mm. 
State property. So no. <laughs> oh, I mean, that was already a classic, nigga. Yeah. Um, well, Should have went triple. Nah, State property was cool. Um, You know what could have been really fucking good, but really wasn't? And we've already done a throwback review on this movie. So if y'all want to listen to it, y'all know my opinion on it. Loving fucking basketball. <laughs> I think that could be better, nigga. Y'all oh, know. So. After, cause we we went through this. I, I know, but like, it was just uh, nigga. Everything, every fucking thing. First of all, I would get a character who's not secretly lesbian. Um, all right, dog. Uh, second of all, because Monica was fucking going through this annihilation slander. Monica was lesbian as hell in that movie. Bro. She posted a picture the other day. Uh, it's been three years since she cut her hair off for that movie. Oh she yeah, she grew her, her shit. shit back out. God damn, this woman is beautiful. Yeah, Sanaa Lathan, she's, she's up. Crazy. She's one of them. She's one of them. Shout out to Sanaa. Um, she was clearly gay in that movie. She don't know, but we going to get married. Okay. You know? DM her like I be DMing Swiss. See if she ever open your shit. She might be on a yacht. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Hit her like, yo, Sanaa, we doing a uh, you and uh, Alfre Woodard as your mom versus. <laughs> we going we gonna to go through all the movies where she was your mom. Hey, I got a new role for you. Um, you'll be playing the wife of an up-and-coming podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stays in Detroit. His name's Jason. Uh, he looks exactly like me. Yeah. Here's his number. I want you to get some um, real-world. Uh, what was the name of that movie? That Napoli Ever After? Yeah. Oh, man, I hate that title. That also, I mean, I wouldn't want to see a remake. You know what movie that, that wasn't a movie that, a movie that couldn't be redone. A remake that uh, a movie that went out that could definitely could be redone be, a little yeah. bit. Uh, that hair movie we just watched. A couple oh, of bad weeks. hair, bad hair, nigga. They could actually scrap that <laughs> if they want to. Like if they removed that from Hulu, I wouldn't be mad. Wrap that whole shit up. Pack I would up. not be fucking mad. But we're gonna do a movie versus man. We're gonna do a poll, throw some actors in there, let y'all pick who y'all want to see, man. And then me and Jay gonna come in here. 10 movies each We're going to go head to head We're going to figure out their best 10 um, Maybe grab some lines We could play on On the air And uh, just really give it to y'all man Alright man Let's get to these letters dog Oh we, yeah Hold up We got two Blackberry letters That's going to We're going to start with The uh, the less funny Well both of them is good Both of them are good You want to start with that uh, With the text message yeah. thread Alright man Y'all already know How we do at this time When y'all hear that Can crack that mean your man back. This week's Blackberry letter is brought to you by This Week in Culture. Fuck out of here. We ain't giving y'all niggas no plug. Oh, let me take a swig. All right, so I saw this on uh, on Facebook. Somebody tagged us to this same thread on Twitter as well. Go follow us on Twitter at This Week in Culture. It's a series of text messages between a man and his girl. And it goes a little something like this. He said, hey, babe, what's going on? I called you three. So listen, you now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to stop this and edit this portion out mm-hmm. after I say this. I did not know which one's the man and which was so the So we woman. got to like page three. Yeah. Yep. So yep. don't say it. Yep. When you introduce it. I got you. I you got know you. what I'm saying? I got you. All right. So the text thread goes like this. Hey, babe, what's going on? I called you three times. I'm at Judy's baby shower. It's loud over here. Are you okay? Babe, I had a bad day. Remember Tevin? He was in a car accident and the driver fled. He's on life support. Wow, babe. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry you had a bad day. Are you going to see Tevin? I can't. They won't let friends see him and that's why I'm hurting. I've known him 20 years and he's always been there for me. I'm crushed and scared for him. His sister said it's bad and they may take him off tonight. Wow, babe, I'm so sorry. 
is the baby shower almost over? No, babe, she has a lot of gifts, and they're about to start opening them. Then I promised her I'll help clean up afterwards. I'll be another two hours or so. Babe, please come, just come home. I'm feeling low, and I just need a hug and comfort from you. I feel lightheaded and dizzy. I'm not handling this well. You can't have someone else help. I need you, babe. Just eat something and put a warm towel over your head and relax, babe. I promise I'll be home soon. Two more hours and I'll speed right home to you. Babe, when your grandma passed last year, I was at a basketball tournament. I had two games left and didn't play those games. I was on the first flight to you. I clearly said I'm down and you're saying your co-worker's baby shower is more important than my pain. You've been there five hours. You can't stop. Are you fucking kidding me? How could you bring up my grandma? It is not the same situation. That's your childhood friend. That was my blood. You're harsh to bring her up. You're a man acting like a female. I can't stop everything. I have obligations. And I said I'll be there in a couple hours. I'm good. Stay at your coworkers. I'll call someone else. Thank you for showing me your true colors. Wish it didn't take two years to see it. Maybe we should take a break. I need to get my mental health in order. You don't have a time. Wow, you'll call someone else? Is that a threat? You acting soft and giving me ultimatums? Yeah, a break is what I need. I didn't sign up to take care of you. Two years down the fucking drain. Don't text me anymore. You're clearly speaking from an emotional state. I'll let you cope. Get well. I'll get my stuff tomorrow morning. It'll be on the lawn. Bye now. Do not touch my stuff. I'm serious. You tripping now. I'm on my way home. Wow, so when I tell you I'm feeling down, you're busy, but when I tell you your clothes will be on the lawn, you're on the way home. Wow, yeah, come get your shit. My clothes are expensive. I'm on my way. You acting brand new now. Unbelievable. Woo! So, so um, it's a lot of fucking shit to unpack in that text. It is. When I was reading that, I didn't realize that the man it wasn't until she said you a man acting like a bitch or a female yeah <laughs> hey, yo, damn uh, i ain't mean to make i ain't mean to make them synonymous hey, pardon yo, me pardon those letters care of anthony bernard hey man jr when we get canceled <laughs> man uh, um, uh, yeah so listen i didn't know that it was the man mm-hmm. saying like yo i need help I, I just, thought he was at the baby shower and her homeboy had died. I literally thought that. No. And I was thinking like, yo, I'm not about to console you over your ex nigga. Like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, yo, it, it threw a, an interesting dynamic. Uh, yeah. What, what do you think about this shit? Um, I am very. I think that the shit is wild because <laughs> when I was looking at it and it's kind of trippy. I feel like once I realized who was the man and who was the woman, I think my opinion changed. <laughs> like, feel like I went from like feeling one way, and then when I realized who was the man, I yeah. felt differently. Dog. I was like, yo, and I don't know what triggered that in me, but I literally went from like, oh man, like he tripping, he won't leave the baby shower. But I'm like, same time, a couple hours he'll be home. Then when I realized he was the one hurt, I was like. Yo, this bitch can't lead a fucking baby shower, nigga. <laughs> when it was like you've been there for five hours. Five hours was like, come like, on, hey, now yo, you my nigga, you didn't put dog. you didn't put your you didn't put your fucking work. Like, nigga, if you cheating, just say you cheating, it, man. Because <laughs> that's where that's what's really going on. Man. Like you at you you out of time with your with your, with your nigga. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't need you to fucking. And I'm like, fam, you've been there five hours. You stand another two. 
I don't understand what's happening here, nigga. Like I'm lost. Um. So after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah, bad, yeah. bad, bad, bad. Um, yo, this shit is wild because, like, all right, fine. Um, if your if your significant other calls you and mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm fucked up. Like, I'm. You gotta go. Like, come you on. gotta go. You gotta yo, go. I told her I'm gonna help. Like, can't you rearrange with somebody? Like, like all yo, jokes aside, you have to go, dog. Like, and then when when they said this the coworker baby shower, like my nigga, my nigga, it's not even your like. Saints your friends and family or nothing. This is literally the most unnecessary thing for you to be at right now. Like, the fact that you pressing this hard to not leave is actually making me look at you kind of funny. Yeah. Like, also, no. No, I don't want to say this, but. So, on the other side. Okay. She like, I know that's your man's and all, but like, what me hugging you going to do? Mm. Like, he in his state, right? Whether I hug you now. Yeah. Or, hug you or later. Hour, but. I'm still fucked up and I'm looking for your help. Like yeah. that's the whole part of being in a relationship and yeah. ups and downs and uh, help the go. Help the bear. <laughs> Is that bitch gonna need it? <laughs> they don't want to see Miss Quinn versus <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Um, um yeah, you have to leave, dog. And like I again, even when I did think that it was the man at the baby shower and the girl hurting, after a couple pages of reading, before I got that clarity, I still was like, all right, he kind of fighting a little want, too like, hard nigga, to stay. Like, yo, your other chick must be there. Yeah, because I'm like, fam, if your lady literally telling you, like, nah, dog, I'm hurt behind this shit. They might, one of my friends since said childhood. I'm lightheaded. Lightheaded and fucking, I'm fucked up. I don't feel well. Like, fam, it's time to go home to your lady. That's what I thought. So when I seen it was the lady not going home to her man, I'm like, God damn. I mean, Oftentimes when some tragic news and shit like that happens, there's mm-hmm. nothing that you can do. However, just the, the 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 thought and the understanding that some of your friends and loved ones came over to be with you mm-hmm. in a time where you had mm-hmm. you could literally do nothing. Yeah. And that means the world. Fam. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's one of those things. It's the subtle love, you know what I'm saying? Like that subtle showing of love and and mutual respect within y'all friendship that yo or y'all relationship that yo like you going through something, I'm there and you ain't got to ask me, you ain't got to question it. And like that for me at least, mm-hmm. I can't speak for anybody else. Like that doesn't have an expiration date. Nah. nah. So when I went through um the loss of a parent, mm-hmm. um folks who reached out and came over and and just was there for me. Yeah. Like, fam, I'm going to remember that forever. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that was. When I was in a messed up place, people came. People showed up. To try to mm-hmm. bring me up. Hey. And, and that don't that don't bring your parent back, but it means something. I'm never going to forget that. The people yeah. who was there, and that's not like a knock to anybody who didn't, but like Mm-mm. those moments, I'm going to remember that. Yeah. So when things was up, niggas was around, but when things was down, Niggas was around. Yeah. These are my folks. I'm looking at the people who are around them both. And I'm saying, you be around. You really care about me. You really fuck with me. I get it. I get it. So much so. Slightly off topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after I was going through that, two friends of mine mm-hmm. lost their loved ones. One a parent, one a grandparent. Mm-hmm. And they was just there for me. So I'm going to go be there for you. Facts. Now, granted, it was way too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I didn't it's know a lot to deal with. I didn't know it was too soon. Yeah. Until I was there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's been a month. You going through something. And yeah. I, I was yeah. in there bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was in there yeah. bad. No, nah, you you fuck around and be in there worse than the people going through it. Facts. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, did you? Like, I was it. But however, I'm going through that because you was there for me. Yeah. Yep. Like, you was there for me. Period. Ain't no way around it. So, Ain't no way around it. I'm going to show up. I'm going to always show up for those who show up for me. And um, like, when you look at intimate relationships, the whole reason that you want years. to be two years of being with somebody, the whole reason you want to continue and have two more years and two more years and two more years and add years to that is because of moments like these where life tested me and you helped me out during that moment. When you don't do that, but not only did she not do that, you fought me on it. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because we saw where this was going, she wasn't coming. Yeah. Should he have brung up the grandmother portion? I don't think so. So here's the thing. I'm this is just me and personally. I don't do favor for favors. I'm not there for you because I expect you to be there for me in return. I'm there for you because I care about you. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have brought up the grandmother thing. But I get him bringing it up saying like we just went through something similar and I was there for you no questions asked like now you can't leave but see I get his point I wouldn't have done it I get that's his me. point that's me but now I'm, I'm not about to guilt you into coming home yeah, and that's the thing I wouldn't do it because I don't want to guilt you into coming home because you know what when I said yo my man passed and then I'm very clear I need you to come home man like I, I can't wait two more hours I need you here when you tell me no then I'm not finna convince you dog like, my man is on life support, and they might take him off tonight. If that ain't enough for you to say, hey, man, I've been at this baby shower five hours. I know I said I'm going to stay in hell, but ain't going through something. I need to go ahead and get up out of here. If that ain't the moment, then you and, don't give a fuck. And guess what? If my coworker mm-hmm. don't understand, yeah. after I've, I've been here five hours, my, my, my G, five mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. If my coworker don't understand I got a whole life event happening with my partner, mm-hmm. then we just, we're not friends in real life. Facts. And everybody should be understanding. Yo, I said I was going to help clean up. Fam, your coworker don't have friends and family there who can stay after and clean up? It's a baby shower. Like her actual, like, come on. Like her man. actual family, fam, her, well, I ain't going to say the baby daddy should be there because sometimes that nigga ain't. But. Somebody there can help her clean up. It don't need to be you. There hope, like, come on. It, it don't need to be you. And the fact that you pressing me this hard to not come and be supportive of I think me. They were lying. Oh, one hundred percent. I think she's full of shit. Fam, I don't even think it's a baby being born. I've never heard of a seven-hour baby shower. Fam, here's the thing. Seven even hours? if you went and helped set up before, we still talking max like four or five hours. Seven? You've been there for five hours. And you want to be there two more while I'm over here about to faint because my man, since I was a kid, might die tonight. Come on, cuz. That's an instant breakup for me. I don't even have to talk like all the little, yo, should it be on the lawn? Nigga, I, I ain't even telling a, you that. I didn't been to a lot of baby showers. Fam, I've been to a lot of baby showers and never wanted to be at none of them. I don't want to go to baby showers. It wasn't seven hours. Nigga, I've been at baby showers. So, you know, the new thing, like, where the dude have his own thing and it be him and all his guys and shit. Mm-mm. You ain't never been to one of them? Mm-mm. I've only been to one. We had a fucking ball. That shit was like that nigga's bachelor party all over again. But. I've never heard of this thing. Yeah, it was. I can't. It was a name for it. I can't remember it. Ladies, y'all probably know better. But basically, his girl, his uh, wife had a baby shower. 
And then he had like a It was like called like a diaper party or something But it was all dudes I don't know how I feel about that Here's why I felt great about it Nigga literally All you had to bring was diapers Didn't have to go registry and all that So all we brought was hella diapers And then nigga all we did was sit around and drink Smoke and eat all day And watch college football It was on a Saturday Nigga was great We had a ball And his woman was at the baby shower He had already went so he did his due it was diligence. On the same time, on the same yeah, day? yeah, it was on the same day. So he went. I want to wanna the, be with my girl at the baby shower. He though. had already did that. He was there for like two hours, and then had his thing. And her, his wife, did the rest of the day with her mom and the girls. So like he put in his time, and then went to go spend two, three hours with his guys. It's interesting. Here's why I loved it. Cause nigga, I still wasn't there seven hours. Nigga, I was there for about two. Dog, I'm never gonna be at nobody's baby shower for seven hours. Dog, especially somebody who ain't a relative, a coworker. Nigga, come on, dog. And I'd have been cool with some coworkers, but nigga, no, seven hours. That's obsessive. Um, and I know I said obsessive and not excessive. I meant that's obsessive, nigga. Because if you with her for seven fucking hours, nigga, you clearly obsessed with your damn colleague, or you go with her, nigga, and y'all are doing some uh. Some shit on the side. If it's man. some co-worker shit, your your work husband there, mm. and you ain't trying to leave, or you you really ain't work husband it. in there like you want to get the slice of cake, baby. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, let me go and get it. You stay sitting down. I'm like, you stand after the help clean up, right? Yeah, me too. We gonna both clean up. Then uh, after we clean up, you want to hit the bar? I mean, now we beefed out, so I mean, I'm free. Mean, but yeah, that's an instant breakup. And then oh, now I say I'm gonna fuck with your clothes. Now you to the crib. Yeah. Whoa. Now you to the crib immediately. Whoa. Whoa. I done threw out the baby fat. I done threw your baby fat coat down on the ground. Now you rushing. Now it's mad. over. It's over. It's over. Now your little pair of sucos is on the on the grass and shit. They out in the lawn. Nigga said I got expensive clothes. Yeah, okay. Whatever you say. Now, why would a man say I'm gonna throw your clothes out though? That was a little sassy of him. I'm not a throw your clothes out type nigga. That's me. Um, like I'm gonna have it on the line. He he maybe he a little way too sassy. He's way sassy than a mother. My nigga's definitely not because even like some of the way he was speaking, I damn near thought the nigga was British. Um, let me let me go. Like he said something. Uh, this is really messed up, isn't it? <laughs> Dog, where's the one thing that nigga said? Man's best friends in the hospital, and 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 you're playing games, isn't it? That nigga said, hold up, dog. One of these, he says, oh, I think it was this one. He's like, babe, please just come home. I am feeling low, and I just need a hug and comfort from you. Your man's feeling low. I need hug and comfort. I feel lightheaded and dizzy. That was like UK mixed with uh, Indian and shit. <laughs> I just did some extra action. Uh, you ever told a chick you was feeling low? <laughs> yeah, but it was a different meaning. <laughs> it's different. It's different. <laughs> hey, but... As sassy as dog might have been, I respect that nigga saying, you know what, baby girl, I need some space, nigga. We need to go ahead and take a break because I need to get my mental health in order. <laughs> Yo, I feel like that mental health shit is an easy breakup, dog. Facts. <laughs> you don't want to be insensitive uh, and say anything like, fuck it. Yeah. All right, all right. Nigga, all right. <laughs> like, I wish I ain't love my girl, nigga. Like, if I didn't love my girl, that would probably, like, if I was with a girl who I didn't want to be with and was looking for a way out, I'd throw mental health in there. But I love my girl. Hey, babe. I'm probably getting in trouble for saying that, so I'm just saying, hey, baby, anyway. Uh, hey. Uh, no, we're not breaking up for mental health. Um, uh, drop one of Coos Bonds for her. Hey, man. <laughs> she, not my shit on the lawn. <laughs> she going to be like, your shit on the lawn, nigga. My clothes ain't even expensive no more. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> like, we all target hoodies. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, he pulled the right move breaking up with old girl. Cause that I'm gonna get the fuck away from that. that nigga. Ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he sounds sassy enough that she could get him back. That nigga throwing his clothes on, like you ain't going nowhere. She gonna be like, bitch, pick my clothes up. He gonna be like, babe, I got a headache, bitch. And then she gonna, he gonna do it. She hit that nigga with, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> both of y'all acting like some motherfucking bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm telling both of them right now. Nigga, nigga. He acting like a female. Like, damn, I thought we couldn't say female. Well, stop acting like one. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Let's get to this other joint, though. Yo, this is- Yo, salute to Marcus Burnett. Shout out to that tag. Um, if y'all don't know the fucking homie Marcus Burnett, nigga, that's uh Martin from Bad Boys, nigga. So <laughs> he said, What up, brothers? Love what y'all doing with the pod. This might be a little risque, but here it go. I'll try to keep it brief. Shout out to you for, for addressing that. Addressing the room Yeah man Appreciate you saluting us And appreciate you giving us A heads up That you finna go off the rails Nigga I'm a married man In my early 30s My wife and I Been married for almost Eight years The sex is good When we get the opportunity To have it We have two small children But Since we've been together So long I've been looking To spice it up A little bit Spicy That was the wrong sound No no Even my nigga Trying to spice it up Nigga air horn my nigga Lately, I've been thinking about eating her ass. <laughs> what? My nigga said, lately, <laughs> I've been thinking about eating her ass. Nigga, I was reading this shit. I was like, what? I was like, ha. Oh, <laughs> Jay, my nigga said, lately. Lately, I've <laughs> I'm not cutting this off till I finish reading this letter. This oh, is gonna play shit. in the background, dog. Huh, lately, I've been thinking about eating her ass. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is my one and only, and I already give her head, and the ass is literally just right there. <laughs> so why not? Here's the quote dilemma. My wife is kind of bashful, so I'm thinking about a delicate approach to this. I thought about having a conversation and asking directly if she'd be into that. Then I thought, <laughs> wouldn't that take away the suspense? Because <laughs> you got to be suspenseful. <laughs> take, take, make it suspenseful. <laughs> Go in the bathroom and don't come back until something dope hits you. Huh. <laughs> I know something about, about you. you. <laughs> we started with number one. Now we going for number two. Holy so shit. Because <laughs> I'm leaning towards just going for it one night. But if she's not into it, I don't want to ruin the mood or have her look at me different. <laughs> How did y'all or have y'all introduce new wild things in the bedroom with y'all partners? Peace. My nigga signed off like me. Nigga. All right, peace. All right, peace. Nigga. All right, y'all niggas, we out. Yo. Uh, hey, yo. Salute to Marcus Burnett for this awesome letter, nigga. That shit made my fucking day, bro. Oh, shit. I'm just cracking uh, up. I'm going to take a swig before we even get into this. Hey, yo, my nigga. Holy shit. I see what's going on here, though. I see what's going on here. First off, this your wife. Yeah. I've been together. Ain't no limits. I've been married. Eight years. For eight years. Eight years married. Two kids. 
Well, you know if she likes she, you know if she want how she want the groceries. You done definitely diddled it. I know you done diddled it. The the whole grocery store like yeah. you know, y'all yeah. y'all have had this conversation. Y'all was together the summer that song was out. She Fact. said something about it. So you you got a and you've been with the, y'all got two children. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what time it is. Mm-hmm. What you're trying to find out is if we think you should do it or not. Yeah. Are other niggas okay with it? And. You want us to tell you I know what you want us to tell you You want us to tell you No don't do it right? yeah. You know what I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you Go on and eat her ass Go ahead do that shit my Your fucking wife I mean, nigga What she going to do Leave you Come on <laughs> Ain't nobody ever got divorced For getting their booty ate bro I mean it's like They can't even That's not even a thing on the paper When they say Why you getting divorced nigga That's uh, not T-toss Oh shit That nigga <laughs> Go on and eat her ass bro Live your life fam I granted, I mean that's not my that's not like my thing. Yeah, but that's your wife. And here's my thing: it's on you for it to be your thing. If you do it and she don't like it, the only thing is don't you do don't it do it again. again. <laughs> like, but if you do it because you're interested in doing it and you're curious, nigga, she not going nowhere, bro. Not like listen, check it out. I ain't never been married before. Mm-hmm. But eight years in, yeah, I, I really don't give a fuck what my wife think about me no more. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I mean, you see me at my worst. I mean, like, right? You seen the dick on the softest, yeah, nigga. You seen the gummy. all temperatures, you nigga. Seen the gummy, before, gummy bear, right? not just the gummy worm. You caught the gummy bear, nigga. Like, I mean, at this point, like, we here forever, my nigga. Yeah, my, my, yeah. My, 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 I'm trying to stop saying nigga. So, yeah, uh, we here forever. I'm not. My G. So, nigga. You got her. She knows you What's she in and out. Do? Fam, literally, you going to eat her ass and she either going to like it or laugh. Or she going to say, you a nasty nigga. <laughs> she going to be like, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, everybody, Marcus. <laughs> she either going to hit you with that Marcus or she going to hit you with that Marcus, yeah. darling. I mean. Nigga, eat her ass, that's bro. That's your wife. That's your woman. That's your wife. Yo, wife. Now. Now, you probably want to get her prepared. Prepared for it mm-hmm. just to make sure everything is on the up and up. Hold on, I just like me? how this shit start. I like this little noise. I just like how that shit start. <laughs> My nigga, it's your wife, man. We gotta do what you. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! I oh, thoroughly shit. enjoyed whatever that fucking sound is, and I want all producers say, to find it. Next time, I want to ruin the mood. Hey, my nigga, you gotta do what you gotta do, dog. So look, he also said, um, you know, my wife's kind of bashful, so I've been thinking about a delicate approach to this. I thought about having a conversation and asking directly if she'd be into it. But then I thought that would take away the suspense. I mean, ask her, m- mention a song or like, it's a way that Fam, you. Fam, can- Janae Aiko gave you a whole song directly approaching this shit. Just play it, turn it on, have it blasting in the background. And then when that see part she, come up, see if she sing, that see part. If she sing along, nigga. Everybody know it. So if she like look at that and be like, that's so nasty, you probably don't want to fucking ask. I kind of feel. I feel like no matter what, he should do it. I feel that you know that she's not going to be with that shit. Mm. And you waiting for us to tell you to go anyway. Mm. And guess what I'm going to tell you to do? Dog? Like, in all seriously, guess what I'm going to tell you to do? Then do that shit anyway. I mean, like. Facts. I mean, what's the, I mean, she can say no. Fam, again, when you've been married for eight years, trying some wild shit in the bedroom 
is a matter of whether she enjoyed it or not. It is not a matter of her leaving you. So, nigga, go for it, dog. <laughs> like, now come she, on, bro. She gonna be like, so. Do <laughs> oh shit Holy fuck The name dog. of this shit is about Lately. to be The name of this episode is gonna be Lately Nigga I wish I knew how to spell I wish I knew how to spell <laughs> Dog Um and then he asked us, look at this nigga trying to get in our bag. Nigga, don't throw me yeah. into this shit, how, my nigga. How did y'all introduce new wild things in the bedroom with y'all partners? First oh, of all, don't ask me about my girl, nigga. No, how about no, that, bro? G. I'm single. Nigga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marcus. Now it's just you, nigga. You the only one still questioning if you gave the booty or not, nigga. I mean, if that's your cup of tea, my nigga. I mean, Here's my thing. Um, and it's it's a bit of a deeper bag. How do that nigga how do one day you be like, yeah, I want to eat some ass? I mean, shit, shit probably just hit. After eight years, I imagine you start thinking of every other thing you want to do. Yeah, because it's like, I right, we kind of we got two kids. I clearly been nothing <laughs> all up in the uteri. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, now it's like, all right, I just want to try some new shit. But with regard to um to trying new things in the bedroom that you feel like might be a little risque, here's my thing: men are in the bedroom too with a woman. It can't just be about if it's something she enjoys. Now, yes, you want it to be something both of y'all enjoy, but if she hasn't brought this up to you and it's something that's on your mind, if you, you still have the right to try it. Like if so let me ask a question then. What's happening? If let's say you would get a pleaser. Mm-hmm. If you find pleasure in performing yeah. on her, but she don't Find pleasure in receiving in that. Yeah, who 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 wins there? Well, here's my thing too. Because in the reverse way, it's yeah. like maybe she likes receiving something, and you don't like performing, but you're gonna have to make a compromise to please yeah. the other person. So if that is what gives him pleasure, yeah. does she by default because you my wife? I want to use half because that sound like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. how does that work when one likes to? I I gain you doing it to this person. Yeah. However. If I get pleasure I get from pleasure doing that, doing this to you. Yeah. So here's the thing: if he doing it and she don't seem to be enjoying it, my nigga told you in the letter, the pussy right there. I give her head already to ass right there. So if you go down there and she don't get you that, oh my bad, I was something was in my eye. Oh man, <laughs> babe, I was right here. I thought you know, let me try it, nigga. It was a wild night. Yeah, it was. You know, you know, you know how I get off that Remy, nigga. That Carlos Rossi, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Earl Stevens, nigga. No, really, the Earl Stevens. Though. That know, Earl, I, he need to create one that's not sweet, <laughs> nigga. All twelve flavors of that shit tastes like Kool Aid to me, nigga. Yo. I can't drink them bitches, dog. Yo, it's mad cavities happening off the Earl Stevens, so but it's a lot of other stuff happening off the Earl. Also Stevens. true, also true. But um, no, man, I I think that. Honestly, I don't think it needs to be a long, drawn out, weird conversation because that's the other thing too. If you, it does ruin the suspense of you trying something new, and this is not like if you wanted to, and this is just for example's sake. <laughs> if you wanted to do it back there, like the actual act of sex, if you was trying to put your joint in there, you need to ask her if she's okay with that. Yeah. You don't need to enter her. 
you know, yeah, without, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you probably don't, and I mean, if she not okay with it, she'll probably stop you before you can get all the way in the joint anyway, but that's probably something w- that you might want to at least tell her you're interested in. Yeah. But if you just gonna take a swipe trying to see where she at, nigga. I mean, that's your wife, aren't you? I mean, y'all can be like, yo, what you think? Fam, like, you ever swiped your card? <laughs> How quick is that? <laughs> nigga, in and out. Y'all seen the tip drill video, nigga? How quick Nelly swiped that card down on girl booty crap? Quick. Quick. If she like it, stay there. If she don't, swipe it. But there's some there's some there's some pre production that needs to go into facts. You also need to eat the coochie for a while. No 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 no. I'm just saying like uh, for that to be a pleasurable experience for you. Oh yeah yeah. There's yeah. some pre production yeah. that needs yeah. to happen. So you yeah. may want to have a conversation before. Yeah. Because she definitely need to go bathe, wash that whole thing down. Yeah. Wipe that thing out. Yeah. Clean it. Yeah. Soap it. I so I don't know. Cause yeah, you could. I don't know if you got a dirty wife. I don't know how your wife is. <laughs> I've never. I don't know your wife. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm definitely not alluding that your wife is dirty. I mean, I don't know. I don't. We, how do we know? How me. do we know? You it's know not, what I'm saying? It's not I, me. I don't know how your wife is. COVID quarantine. <laughs> niggas ain't bathing like they used to. Working from home. If your niggas work from home, she might be sat around three, four days. Niggas Wednesday. She ain't. Same you ain't heard that shower runner. Like, come on, babe. You ain't been that bathtub dry as shit. Like, come on, baby. I, I redid the bathroom. You ain't winning there yet. That's wild. So Don't make sh- make sure she get tight right. Yeah, but before that nigga pieced us out and threw us under the bus. Like, hey man, yeah, no, nah, I'm never telling you how <laughs> I'm gonna introduce new shit to my girl because this ain't about me, nigga. This is about you. And uh, for you, I say this, and I say you just try it, dog. And here's my thing, dog. One thing women don't like. You ever heard a woman you say? <laughs> Carlos Rossi and Eric Champagne. <laughs> it's a horrible joke. It's a horrible joke. <laughs> oh, please. Yo, yo please. Yo, don't. you know what? Tyrese <laughs> wins in a versus nigga. I'm done. <laughs> my cancellation, dog. Holy shit. Hey, joke. man. Um,. <laughs> you ever heard a girl say, like, when it comes to kissing, like, they don't like when you ask them for a kiss? Like, just kiss. Like, they don't like me. Don't ask me. When you ask me, it turn me off. Like, okay. I've heard women say shit like that. Okay. Don't ask to eat her booty, bro. <laughs> do that shit with some authority, my nigga. And just, <laughs> like, man up and just go down there and do it like you want to do it. And, again, if she tells you yeah. or indicates during or tells you later, yo, I appreciate what you did, but, you know, I liked when you went down there and ate that. <laughs> but but I don't need you to do it no more. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. Then don't do it no more. But we are I, not about to flip like with simple yeah, fraction. Because you sound like you finna do it like mad timid and not nigga. You want to eat the booty? You go down there and you do that shit like a fucking man. And nigga, that nigga told us he gave her head already. I hope so. I figured <laughs> after eight years that you might have ate her out before. That nigga said that shit like I'm doing. My he was mind. like, I, I mean, I've already been close. <laughs> I done been close. <laughs> You know the actress Glenn Close, nigga? I've been close, oh, nigga. Not, anyway. Man, go down there, have fun, have a ball, and just in case she don't like Pause. it, nigga, go crazy while you down there, nigga. Yeah. You eat that whole motherfucking thing. But to what Jay alluded to, make sure she handles everything in pre-pro. Um, All right, man. Yo, listen. Uh, I wanted to... Um, facts, facts. We got to acknowledge one of our, our listeners and one of our supporters, man. So, listen... Um, one of our, our, our supporters um, 
sent us a gift here. We kind of talked about last week. Yeah. Um, we didn't go into detail. Um, this is a nice bottle. Yeah. Oh, pick that up. Uh, there nice go. bottle of Hennessy. Yeah, man. Um, two glasses. Yep. Um, and four cigars. And the cigars. What's happening? Um, and this card, man. Yeah. Yo, this was originally put on my heart to send as a Christmas gift. But with the uncertainty of COVID-19, closures come um, December, I decided to send now. Thank you both for bringing a balance of humor and intellect into the lives of others. Your podcast is a bright light in the world of darkness. Woo! You are appreciated. Man. Yo, this is super dope. Yo, and I'm not going to put her name on there, but uh, that's one of my my real friends. I was emotional reading that. Yeah, that's, what's up. that's one of my real friends. I really appreciate the um the gesture. Um, Jay and I are, we get really emotional when, when people do nice things for us. <laughs> I don't know how to accept things without feeling yeah. like, oh, my God, I can't believe you would do something like that for me, man. Um, this is a beautiful gift. It's a nice bottle. Two very lovely glasses and four very nice cigars. Um, salute to you. Salute to your family, your husband, your children during this holiday season. And um, we really appreciate your support. Again, I'm not going to say your government, but I know you hear this. So thank you. And um, greatly appreciate. I know you were worried, but no, don't don't fret. We have received it. I know you thought that it got caught up in that UPS <laughs> scheme that's going on out here in these delivery streets, but we received the full gift, man, and we really, really appreciate it. So thank you. They wrapped it <clears> great, <throat> actually, because yeah, because this glass is tight as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> How did Tyrese become my favorite drop? <laughs> Holy shit, man. Oh, man. oh no, nah, we really appreciate it, yo. And um I feel like oh, while we uh while we unwrap this, we also had a voice note that'll take us right into this episode of Power. So I do want to play that. Um this is from the homie and um dare I say one of our fan favorites, my man Rob Silva, man. Shout out to the God. I ain't listened to it yet. Tough Me neither. Only reason I continue to watch Power is to listen to your review on, on the podcast. Because this show has become Fantasy Island. <laughs> it's Jump the Shark. How the hell could Courtney put in her script these guys, these white boys, go into the hood in Queens, and it's Jamaica, Queens, and... This dude, Brayton, sells off all that product? That's pure bullshit. Motherfucker, I've lived in New York City all my motherfucking life. I'm 52 <laughs> years old. Ain't no rich white boy gonna come on the corner and fucking um, convince brothers from the hood. Yo, 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 smoke this weed, bro. Smoke this weed. Now help me sell this product. Plain bullshit. Man, I wanted to throw something at the TV. I know it's television. I know they have a creative license, but it's pure bullshit. Um, I'm only watching the show from now on to listen to your pod review because Aunt Jay, unadulterated bullshit. This nigga is Talk pissed. to you fellas next week. <laughs> Yo, Rob, Yo, dog. This nigga is pissed. We really love you, dog. That shit was phenomenal, <laughs> nigga. 
And that said <laughs> The Rob Silver section of the podcast Yo that's my favorite <laughs> shit man I wish like Rob Just send us everything that make you mad During the week Every week Like yo what's on a four train <laughs> This motherfucker comes out <laughs> Ask me for my ticket twice My like, nigga oh, said shit. unadulterated bullshit Dog I love it Rob Appreciate you bro um, and with that said, this shit is about to be called unadulterated groceries. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, Power's back. Episode six of uh, of season one of Power Book Two, man. Before we get into the review and talk about all the happenings in the episode, man, um, we got to give our our audience our thoughts and our rating before we make it biased. What'd you think about the episode, man? Were you rating it? I'm gonna give it a smooth, uh, yo. Are oh, we going glasses? And shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give this a, a smooth pair of uh, Puerto Romanos. You giving it to Puerto Romanos? I'm gonna give it some wires, and I'm only giving it wires because there were a couple parts I was entertained, mm-hmm. but god damn it, it was so unrealistic. Dog. Puerto Romanos, the last ones. Those was the one. Oh, Puerto Romanos, the wires was the two. Woods was the three. Oh, I might go wires. I'm I'm gonna go wires, dog. It was a two. I might even give it two and a half wires, bro. Um, but god damn it. Power will I'ma go Puerto Romanos and a nigga threw some ice in that bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nigga threw some ice the on ice the Puerto Romanos, Romanos to make it it made it look like it was better than yeah. what they really are. Hey, and for those of y'all who still don't know the rating system, one, yo fault. Two, um, Puerto Romanos were the fake wood cardies that everybody was rocking. Back in the day, some niggas was rocking them as, as Cardis. Some niggas some was rocking them, them as Puerto Romanos because they do make some good looking glasses. They made some great looking glasses, and they just but they weren't the gold. Yeah, they weren't the Yays, and it got to the point where a lot of niggas were wearing them in place of the Yays. Um, and and that's why those is the ones because they not quite shout to, shout out to your cousin who uh, finally found out what the woods was. Yeah, yeah, salute. She said, "Uh, the Charlo brother had him on on the boxing match. Yo, he them, was icy. Them bitches was cold. He was icy. I was offended because you got your ass whipped by a Detroit nigga, and then you put the Cardis on. He ain't lose that first fight. Bro. He one hundred percent lost he did that, not first lose fight. that first fight. And, and what's so funny was what dog second fight. Um, and when I was at the fight party, and I was like, yo. This nigga is not winning this fight. Yeah. And like the scorecard, that and then like that's yeah. what I had. That's what you had. And we was at we was at yeah. Mark House and like it's a lot of shit going on. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we couldn't even hear like the the announcers, but we kept seeing the score on the bottom of the screen. I'm like, yo, what fight is they watching? Yeah. Cause I'm I'm scoring this shit. I'm like, yo, he not. He getting out boxed. Yeah. Uh shout out to Tony Harrison. I thought he won that first fight. He lost yeah. the second one, clearly. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he I was bo- think low he won key. that first fight. The second fight, he was boxing and was like so I think Tony looked better the second fight than he did the first one, but Charlo got them hands on him that last round, bro. Man, I watched that fight a few times, though. He clear he outboxed that nigga that first fight, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, man, we back on power. Um, a hot two from me, a hot one from Jay, uh, one and a half from Jay with the ice on it, and and I'm gonna go smooth too, man. Um, I'm gonna just say this. I'm happy to have a weekly show back for five more weeks. That's a, that's a fact. That's I'm I'm we're in uncertain times and we're in that weird part of the season where a lot of like your main shows go on break for the holiday. Like SVU ain't coming back till January something. Um it's a couple other shows that I know are gonna be on break on the main channels very soon. So I could appreciate power coming back and giving us five weeks. It's gonna take us into January and um that 
is probably my biggest positive from this episode. So if you didn't remember from episode five where they left off, the big plot was Davis and Sachs, Method Man and Sachs teaming up so they could get Tasha out because they realized they picked, put it together. Tariq was the killer. So now we want to get Tasha out and figure out a way to arrest Tariq. And that's where the episode picks up with I'm them so, trying to like partner up and shit. I'm so frustrated with this is because let's just say Tasha gets out and they charge Reek, Reek with it. Mm-hmm. Reasonable doubt. Mm. Tasha could just say she did it. Facts. You can't try me twice for it. Yeah. But I know they got it wrong. I did it. Now what? Like yeah, no double jeopardy. It, it's always going to be reasonable doubt. It's too much of a risk to do. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And I also thought uh, me, and, me and Shorty was talking about this shit last night. Um, how in the fuck is Sax so adamant about yo? We gonna put Tariq in in handcuffs soon as I get his mom off. We arresting him right there at the trial. He still knows you were there. How the fuck do you plan on arresting him when literally if he says, yo, I saw you there, you cannot deny it. They're not. They're and not Tamika just, knows it. Put her, put Tamika on the stand. Come on, fam. Or I can just track your cell phone. You know what like I'm any like, of that shit, dog. Like, and you literally as the ADA or whatever the fuck he is, you cannot perjure yourself. So I think sometimes Courtney thinks this is seventh graders watching this. Man. Because that's how you got to write. You got to write as if seventh graders are, are, are talking to you or whatever. But like, I like yo, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm smart. And I get it. Like, some pure, it's just some pure unadulterated bullshit. bullshit. Nigga, shout out to Rob for that, man. Because it really had me thinking like, yo, um, I don't really understand what Sax's plan is. Because you know once you put Tariq on the sand and you have him at trial, he's going to say, and uh, y'all know Sax was there too, so prove that I killed my dad when Sax was also there to kill my dad. Nigga, like, literally he was there to kill my dad, and I saw him. That's a fact. That's the one thing Reek hasn't lied about. And what's so funny is Sax don't necessarily know that Tariq killed him. Yeah. And only reason Tariq knows that Sax didn't because he killed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. The nigga got shot and you was there. You could have been the one who killed him. Yeah. I just don't really understand what his plan is. But that said, right now it seems like him and Davis are on some yo. We got to partner up, team up, figure out how to get Tasha off. Because Davis' whole thing is, nigga, I don't lose in court. I win. And right now, me and you have clearly put together, no matter what, even if it wasn't Reek, if a show wasn't Tasha. This is going to be a triple cross. Mm, where you see it going? Method Man ain't about to hook up with this white boy for real. I mean, he already played him this episode with the two-bitch shit. But it was that real, though? I think so. Because I couldn't tell if that was just a part of the act. So I think the two-bitch shit was a part. I think that was Meth. I don't think Sax expected meth to tell two bit about the whole um whatever kind of immunity that he had that where it was like yo nigga i don't have to snitch all i had to do was appear in court yeah. and i can go home but 
It wasn't ever explained that way, though. Yeah, it so wasn't. They kind of left it out there. So I'm like, yo, maybe this is just a part of it. The, like, they they did it in a way to make it look like they fucked up because yeah. they, they almost have to for Tasha not to get suspicious. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I think all of that was probably a part of the plan. It looked on watching us, it make it seem like, yo, he crossed them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I think all that shit was a part of the plan. Yeah, it definitely could have been. Right now, we still kind of, because with power, you literally never know how they plan it. Yeah. Um, but they were like, yo, we going to fucking pick a jury. Tasha going to trial. We going to pick a jury that look like Method Man, right? All fucking black and Hispanic people, all men or primarily men. Um, and we going to make sure that we, uh, we get a jury who absolutely sides with Tasha. They going to see a beautiful black, woman mother single mother widowed and they gonna feel bad for her and they gonna say we can't put this woman in prison that's who we gonna get meanwhile the episode was called good versus evil right and they kept trying to you know what i don't like when shows do i don't like when they try to force like the theme of the episode on you like don't make it deep like you trying to press the deepness on me they kept reiterating this whole good versus evil theme but it started off with Tariq in school. Notice he was in class early. That was the first thing I noticed. Like, oh, shit, the nigga sitting in there before class started by himself. Um, and then all the classmates walk in there. And when they, oh, before the classmates got there, Tasha called him. And she said, yo, Reek, I tried to take a deal, but David still feels like we can win this shit. So I'm going to trial. I guess official, nigga. I'm going to trial for your daddy's murder that you committed. And she like, you know, I don't really know what David's plan is, but the nigga think he can win. I think off rip, they start trying to like plant seeds of doubt in Tasha's mind. Because you could see throughout the episode, she kept making that Naturi face like, wait, Davis, I don't know about this. Like, So they started it early. I'm smarter than you. Facts. Um, But then... He like, yo, ma, I got to go. I'm in class. Like, you know, I'll talk to you later. So then the rest of the class shows up. They get in there. The teacher get in there. And apparently whatever books they're reading right now or book they're reading right now, um, the notion of humans being fundamentally good or fundamentally bad comes up. Good versus evil. And first of all, real quick, the light-skinned Keisha chick, I hate that her name is Bruce Chandria on I the show. Think, oh, okay. Her name is B-R-U-S-H-A-U-N-D-R-I-A, Bruchandria. Like, y'all trying to make her stereotypical. Like, I already talked about my issues I had with how they, like, had her acting in class. Like, they was trying to force the hood. Like, she the hood girl, but she's smart. Like, she can be a hood girl and be smart and not talk stereotypically, whatever. But Bruchandria, nigga, like, who wrote that? Who wrote that? I'm kind of tired of the very same narrative every single episode, mm. which is that good versus evil. Yeah. Every fucking episode. Yeah. This is the sixth episode in a row where, where they, they try to make, evil. make us like Tariq. Yeah. Like, is he really good? Is he really bad? And he does that weak ass, I'm com I'm contemplating look. Yeah. Like, I get it. You know yep. what I'm saying? We still watching, so like we've got over it to us to an extent. Yeah. Um, but like every week though? And here's my thing, dog. I don't give a fuck whether Tariq's fundamentally bad or fundamentally good. The nigga's bad. He's a liar, nigga, and he, he killed his daddy. He killed your father. You, like, don't, you don't come back from that. You literally shot your dad because he wanted you to go to school and have a good life. 
Because he cheated on your mama. And he cheated on your mom. And you got like three bitches right now. Literally. Who all resemble your mom and your dad's mistress. And not only do you know your dad has the best intentions for you, because you snuck in and heard conversations with mm-hmm. him with nothing but the best intentions for you. Facts. Like, this is not like rocket science. Like, you're a piece of shit human. Yeah. So, you're bad. And again, I don't care if it's fundamentally bad or just bad, bad. She you're bad, my nigga. Um, but Lauren, one of Tariq's many girls in the in the show, she said something that was kind of interesting in this scene. She said, um, we construct our own societies and rules to keep ourselves from our fundamental nature. Some people are engaged or some people are, damn it, autocorrecting, fuck me up. I don't know what this word was supposed to be. But she said, ultimately, everybody's out for themselves. And I'm like, okay, you just described Tariq. Everybody's out for himself. He's out for himself. Tariq has been out for self from Rip when he was hanging with Kanan, when he started fucking with Tommy. All this shit was, nigga, I'm just Reek. I'm out for myself. I dog. think everyone is out for themselves. Yeah. And and the reason I say that is, <clears throat> even if you a person who goes above and beyond to do things for other people, right? Mm-hmm. The reason that you go above and beyond And you do things for other people Is because you get an endorphin release When you are helpful for to others Because if it didn't feel good to you To help others You wouldn't do it mm-hmm. So it's ultimately Even though you think it's about them It's about you That makes you feel good when you help others yeah. like Everything that you do Is about you Yep. Even if you're a good husband A good wife, a good whatever in your brain, what it looks like to be a good husband, and if you want to be a good husband, it's about you. Yeah. How you treat the other person, it's never about the other person. Everything that you do in your life, it's always about you. Yeah. So by default, everyone is out for themselves. Even if that's for good, quote unquote, or if it's for bad, quote unquote, it's all about you. Yeah. Um, Tariq is definitely one of the more selfish characters on this show. So um, I don't even know how he could fucking think that he's somehow caught in between this whole good versus evil thing. Like, no, nigga, you're selfish, not selfless. But that said, while they're having that conversation, they're again trying to allude to the whole good versus evil thing. And then we go back to um, Saxon and Davis. So they're trying to flip two bit. Sax is basically trying to use 2-Bit to get him to say, yo, I know about Tommy and Ghost, but Tasha was never involved in this shit. I don't know Tasha St. Patrick to be involved in none of this. That way, 2-Bit can fucking snitch on Tommy and Ghost and whoever. But the DNC nigga told Sax he could say whatever he wants, but again, he can't say nothing about James. Can't have a DNC looking bad, so sorry. He can flip on Tommy. But he can't say nothing about And then he goes, I saw his fucking uh, convo with Blanca when she arrested him. He ain't flip on her. So why the fuck you think he going to flip for you? Sack's like, nigga, chill. Like, I got this. So Sack's go down there. He tell 2-Bit. First of all, let's kind of skip through the bullshit. How you feel about them trying to roll 2-Bit back in there? Courtney. I mean, we know. I mean, yeah. She getting the pipe. To be, so. perfectly, be perfectly honest, um, I like 2-Bit's character. And I think I don't know who you about to get revenge on though, because like now what's your purpose? Because this is not power, so it ain't about to be Tommy because it's not Tommy's show. 
Ghost is gone. Kanan is gone. Like everybody that you're in, like who are you about to get revenge on? Yeah. Um. Beyond this episode, Two Bit literally has no purpose. Tommy's not on here. He's the only person you might have a beef with or a connection to. You killed your your, your homie. Already. Uh, Spank is dead. Um, your other the big nigga is dead that got killed by uh Dre. Yeah. Um, the big dark dude. Uh, I can't remember his name. Shit. But anybody you were con- Ghost is gone. Kanan's gone. Anybody you were connected to is gone. You said on the stand for show. I don't know Tasha. Unless he gonna fuck around and end up being the muscle for Tariq somehow to kind of battle with uh mm. um with Bobby Brown and shit. Kane. Which we gonna get to that in a minute. His name Kane, ain't it? Yeah, yep. Kane and Kanan. Be more fucking uh low about that, nigga. Y'all was trying to make that as obvious as possible. But I did think in general, dog, unless they figure out something that I'm not really seeing right now, two bit li- that should be the last time I see two bit. In and this, I know it won't in be. this in version this, of power. Yeah. Now maybe that that sets him up to go into another one of the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or one of the because um what Meth told him like yo nigga you do what I'm telling you you'll be back and slanging on the block by the end of the week. So maybe when he gets out he does start looking for work and shit he fuck around and might start working with Kane. He might get back to Queens and run into Kane nigga or run into Tariq or run into Tariq. Like you never know, but. I, I also didn't like how they were trying to set it up where they kept like making him mention Tariq in like the randomest way. Like So that's why I thought it yeah. was this was a part of the setup. Cause we yeah. need to get Tariq. Yeah. We need to establish that Tariq was in the game somehow. And they can use his that's why I'm like, yo, this is just the part it, it yeah. making it look like they fucked up. But like this is a But part I of felt the game. like the way that they were introducing his relationship to we Tariq, it was so weak. Like, oh yeah, uh I I picked him up. I just need breadcrumbs right now. I gave him a ride. I gave, like, it just felt weird. like even when Sax was like, my nigga, you saying you don't know James St. Patrick, you got arrested with his watch on. How they planted that shit? Nigga? And he was like, I mean, I don't know James, but I might have run into his son one time before. And it's like, how did you get his watch, my nigga? Like, I don't know. It just felt kind of weak, man. It was a weak little, little effort. But Courtney clearly has a relationship with the actor that plays two bit so she's trying to keep him around and i'm not mad at seeing a familiar face two bit was cool two bit looked like a um a bad guy off of um san andreas yeah he like, has a very unique face yeah i'm gonna say that like when when they make the scowl like yeah hey, that's the two that's that nigga the face turns real playstation animated <laughs> playstation playstation 2 graphic face ass nigga um what else going on man let's talk about monet and them dog all right, listen. Let's get into it. Man. All right, Mary. You was you started off with a spark when you started, but now it's just garbage. See, I wasn't even mad at Mary this episode. I didn't. I like thought it. she had a spark yesterday better than I hated her when she started. I don't this, but that family is bothering me. It ain't Mary. It's the whole side of that. The quote unquote easiest emotion. That people try to display on camera or film is anger or toughness because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone thinks they can do it. That's the sign. That's how I know when you can't quote unquote act is like when the only scene that they put you in are ones where you're talking tough mm-hmm. because it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of skill to talk angry or talk tough. Now, if you were able to be caring and get that same information out different, I just don't like it. 
I'm tired. It's it's overbearing. Okay, we get it. You're the. T- I was so glad when that nigga knocked her dumb ass down. Like, bitch, you're not tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's start with the kids, man. Uh, right now, Drew needs to go, bro. He's he's useless. And what I mean by that is, he's giving nothing to their family business. These drugs. He clearly don't want to be involved in that shit. And his only fucking uh like purpose outside of that is to show his relationship with this dude. And I'm like, unless y'all gonna fucking make it where the cousin finds out that you fucking one of his teammates, and that gets weird, nigga. Other than that, like, why are we talking about Drew and Everett, bro? How we just have a whole episode with them on there and not even the fucking cousin who's actually at the school anyway. Like, I don't know. I feel like they stretching, dog. It's getting real weird and getting real agenda-ish with that one. Like, y'all trying to play me. I don't, again, dog, I said it on the shy all the time and I meant it when I said it. I don't need homosexual sex scenes for the purpose of having homosexual sex scene like make them be something to the show and this gave me nothing dog y'all just doing it to do it man like it don't make logical sense what's going on fam if this was man and woman don't make like, like what? that's what i'm saying not saying that like two people just can't like each other and have sex that happens all the yeah, time yeah all the time but to the point where like this this don't make sense my nigga when when dog was texting drew Text him, called him, text him six times, called him. Drew could have easily just said, yo, doing something for my mama or doing, I'm working. I'm going to call you back. I'm going to hit you back later. Instead, that nigga said, I got to go. I got to go. You just going to go up there? Nigga, why don't you respond? What my if nigga, I'm, what just, if I, who said I'm at home? My nigga, why don't you respond to let him know, yo, I'm busy. I'm going to hit you later. The nigga clearly don't even want to be out with you, my nigga. Why you rushing to his dorm room, bro? Like, I'm looking at Drew like how I look at some of my homegirls who make wild-ass fucking relationship moves. Like, nigga, he's showing you he don't really fuck with you like that. Why you running up there to get on his dick, man? Like, that's weird to me, dog. More importantly, your drug-dealing, whatever-the-fuck, mean-ass mama clearly just told you sit your hype ass down. Why don't you finish what you're doing so you could go up there and not have to leave? Like, nigga, clear up your fucking chores, do what your mama wants you to do, then go up there and see old boy if you really got to go. I don't really understand that nigga's purpose, dog. Like, right now, he just here. And then, uh, oh. Where is where is Zeke? That's what I'm saying. How y'all showing more fucking Everett and Drew than Zeke, nigga? Zeke just masked the, 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 the professor, and then, like. And that's it. He ain't around. And I still, if they don't make nothing happen with that, Again, going back to my point about the homosexual sex, I don't need heterosexual sex just for the sake of it, nigga. Like, y'all already told me she was a sex addict. I ain't need to see her fuck a student to prove it. Gratuitous sex scenes. Man, dog, unadulterated bullshit is what we calling it over here. So, when Drew, Kane, Monet, and Diana was back at the house before uh, they went to the little warehouse or whatever, Monet was going off on Diane and Drew, telling them why she making them go do the work today. Y'all spoil. Y'all got to learn, blah, blah, blah. And then she indicated, she dropped a little bar, um, you know, uh, such and such ain't in people's beds. He ain't supposed to be in or whatever the fuck she said about being in people's beds. Kane heard that 
and thought that she was referring to Diana and Tariq. Because Clay Kane clearly doesn't know his brother's gay. Yeah, I Apparently. put that together last night. I don't think Kane's in the know. He's a slow nigga. He's a very slow nigga because your brother gay as hell, bro. Your brother is out. That nigga is gay as a Wednesday. Nigga. About you, man. But he told that nigga. Uh, he told Diana. He was like, "Yo, you fuck Tariq." She like, uh, no, nigga. But she don't want to out Drew. So she like, nah, I ain't fuck Tariq. And he like, nah, nah, nah. What the fuck his mom talking about? Like, clearly you fucked this nigga. You fucking that bitch ass nigga. So now Kane mad. So Kane go up to the fucking school. After I told you no three times. I'm not fucking him, Kane. Bitch, you fucking him. Kane was DMX, nigga. Kane and Max. So he went up there, went to fucking Tariq dorm. But it wasn't no Tariq there. Tariq's in school, nigga. He's a student. Braden and his brother Trace was in there. Braden was mad at Trace because you remember Trace stole their pills. Um, so he going off on him about the pills. They get into a little brotherly wrestling match. While they doing that, Kane walk up in that bitch like, yo, where the fuck's Tariq? Nigga Braden like, nigga, I don't, I don't know, nigga. Like, he ain't here. He probably in class. He got 20 credits, even though he only be in one class when we see him. But fuck it. So that nigga Braden like, man, look, you must be Kane, right? So now Kane, like, nigga, how the fuck you know my name, dog? He was like, nigga, I'm, I'm Tariq's partner. I'm your roommate. He ain't tell you about me? Nigga Kane, like, white boy, I don't fucking know you, nigga. So Trace talking reckless. Braden pulled, or Kane pulled the blicky on him. And he was like, yo, y'all bitch ass white people know my name. Leave you your phone. Tell I, I lost it. Like, oh, what? yeah, Braden told everything. Like, yo, I know uh, if, if you up here about that work, nigga, my dumb ass brother. Did some shit with it, but don't worry. I'm going to get you the money, nigga. Just give me till later. And that nigga came like, look. Who the fuck hides drugs from a drug organization in a spot that other people have access to? Fam, your dorm room is your family's room with your name on the door. You don't hide your drugs if your brother can still access it or anyone else in your family. Your rich, white, upper class family. So... Kane like yo Give me the motherfucking uh, Give me your phones Or leave your phones We about to go for a ride So on their way out the door Brayden throws his phone At the chess piece Which I missed During the first five episodes But I saw it on a little Like previously On Ghost Tariq and Brayden Have been playing chess And Reek told him If it's ever an emergency Knock all the pieces over Yeah that's when he That's when he wanted to Like some more Um when he didn't feel Rick was telling him stuff, yeah, yeah, they went yeah. through this whole, and that's and when he was he telling him about Kane and all yeah. them. But I, I missed the chessboard piece. But he told him that, and then um, Kane took Braden and Trace out to Queens in the middle of the night to have him slain dope on the corner. Clearly, this pissed off Rob Silva, but it's, it also pissed me off. Like, like what the fuck is going on here, Kane? I I knew that, and we've talked about this, Kane. You're the brute. You're the muscle. You're the fucking killer. You're Kanan. But, nigga, I didn't expect you to be dumb. This is dumb, my nigga. So you willing to lose all that work? Fam, because what if they went out there and got robbed, which realistically would have happened? They did. We're well, in the process. Trace One was. Trace was. But realistically, you would have lost two bags full of dope. Like, come on, bro. Like, be, you're, you're not that dumb just because you think Tariq is fucking your sister and these two niggas know your name. My biggest issue... Um, with this whole scene and this whole writing portion, what well, is the the racism that was in it? Mm. Um, the fact that 
walking down any street, you can just find four guys that's on a corner. Yep. Walk up to them, offer them weed, and then 10 Say, minutes hey, man, later. Say, hey, man, I want to smoke? 10 minutes later, you can have them selling drugs for you. You literally had them call your boys up or call their boys up to come buy pills. Niggas ain't even doing pills like that. Like, that that was like they, for all intents and purposes, these are just regular niggas sitting yep. in the corner. They just on the block. And it looked like they put the nothing. It was like, hmm. They just on the block. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't like that. I didn't yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Because it, if a nigga come up to me, like, y'all need you to sell some, some shit from me, I'm punching you in your shit and I'm gonna take it. Yeah. And I flush it down the cho- toilet because we don't support drugs. Yeah. And uh, just. Pimp C interview, by the way. Facts, man. facts. But if. Any white dude, and one of them, I thought we was heading in the right direction because one of them was like, nigga, how long you been a cop? I thought we was going the right way, dog. Like, nigga, we not smoking with you. We not taking work from you. I'm definitely not calling my man. But then when they was like, when they was like, all right, cool, we'll spark up with you. And they smoking with him. And then that nigga goes, you know what, dog? I got this book bag full of shit. If y'all can help me get it out, I get you a crazy discount. When they was like, you know what? Let us make a call. Oh, this nigga getting robbed. I'm like, oh, they finna rob this shit out right now. This boy. Line them up right now. I thought it was on. And next thing you know, they got a line full of people waiting on pills. Working for the white man. Come on, cuz. Dr. Umar is not pleased. Oh my God, nigga. Gifts. Donations. Um All it takes is a little white brainwashing (laughs) to activate the coon chip inside the average Negro. And Kane Coon Chip is officially activated because he lost his motherfucking mind, dog. On the other side of Queens, you got Trace standing in front of a bodega with a book bag. He only got the book bag on. Like, he holding the book bag in hand, full of drugs, trying to find a payphone, trying to do this, trying to do that. Fucking Braden gets all his work work off. Trace can't sell shit. Trace see a Hispanic dude walking past him. He like, yo, you got a phone. I desperately need a phone, man. I give you whatever you want. I just need a fucking phone. Hispanic dude starts talking in Spanish to this nigga. Gets kind of angry. Next thing you know, here comes another Hispanic dude. Next thing you know, here comes a third Hispanic dude. I'm, I'm, now they finna jump him. Racist. Finna jump him. All of a sudden, mad Hispanics pop out the bodega, huh? Blacks and race, black, blacks and Hispanics, drug dealers and yeah. violent thugs. And so look, while they out there, Kane and went back to the corner, picked Brayden up. Brayden made him proud. Yo, I sold all the work. He like, huh? Good job. Give my money. No, nigga, just put my fucking life on the line. I'm also, kept telling him I'm not scared of you. Literally, I did like how you acted when the gun was out. He, he yeah, Brayden did. He, now I think that's gonna come up later. Like, and I don't know how, but I feel like they were purposely showing us that Braden not scared of this shit they involved in. I mean, he not his brother. They also allude to the fact, yo, I made my money on my own. This didn't come from my family. I loved it. Yeah. Trying to explain yeah. why a rich white kid would even, would even get, get involved in this shit. So he goes. You in the be- one of the best colleges in the country. Yeah. They keep calling it the Ivy League. So. And once you graduate, be on your way to make your own money anyway. Yeah. So, so Braden goes, Um, I'm not scared of people, but my brother is. So can we go pick him up? So when they go pick him up, Trace getting hemmed up by these Hispanic dudes that came out the bodega. Braden trying to run over there and get his brother. Cause he said, like, yo, don't nobody get to fuck him up but me. That nigga came, like, no, nah, wait a minute. Let him get jammed up a little bit. Okay, I get the lesson you're trying to teach, but when they crack that nigga head with the bottle, 
and he on the ground bleeding, nigga, I'm going to get my brother, Kane. Like, what the fuck is you on, dog? That nigga Kane was on pure bullshit. And then he say, I now go get him. Kane, nigga, grab that gun that you keep pulling on me and my bro, and you coming over here with me. What the fuck is you doing, dog? I'm not going over here by myself to fight these three dudes that's whooping my brother ass, nigga. Not when you got a gun on you, dog. Like, it was just unrealistic, bro. I, I don't get where they thought my motherfucking head was at when I was watching it. But I'm like, Kane, nigga, you're clearly fucking up. Meanwhile, nigga Reek, back at the dorm room, he don't know where Brayden at, but Brayden's girlfriend is over there, Sack's niece. So she over there, Reek walked in, she was already in the room. She like, yo, the door was left open, like, I ain't break in or no shit like that. Where the fuck is Brayden? Reek like, nigga, I don't know. I just came from class and from Lauren's room when the nigga Malcolm came. Yo, real quick, I need everybody to go back and watch that scene where Tariq is in the room with Lauren in the dorm and then Malcolm come. Malcolm looked just like the nigga that played Candyman in the original nigga, Tony Todd. He looked 100% like this nigga with the fucking Sherling coat and shit. Y'all niggas go back. He looked so much like Tony Todd, nigga. I couldn't even watch that scene, bro. I was scared as hell and laughing. Um, But anyway... Reek in the room with, with Riley, the girlfriend, and he's telling her, look, I don't know where Braden at. He like, but you can go. You know, I, when he get here, I'll tell him to hit you. She like, no, nah, I ain't going nowhere. Fam, Reek, get her out your fucking room, dog. Especially when she just sat down and apologized to you for spiking your drink and you couldn't remember. Fam, she was going through your shit. When you walked in, she like, oh, I was just looking for a pen so I could write a note for Braden. You looking through my fucking... All right, well, you know what? Here go a pen and a paper. Write your note and then leave. Because I don't know where he at. So then she like, well, nah, I don't believe you don't know where he at. Like, where the fuck is he? That nigga Reek say... Get the fuck out. Reek say, why don't you just call him? She call him. His phone's still there. That's when Reek realized, oh, shit, the chess pieces is knocked over. Something went wrong. So he texts Drew, like, yo, where the fuck is you? Reek, why don't you text Kane? Because Drew didn't come through here and take Brayden, nigga. Drew might have came through there... (laughs) He might have liked Brayden before he kidnapped him, nigga. But I'm like, Reek, go get your motherfucking mans, dog. Like, text Kane or text Monate. Text anybody who really might have actually snatched Brayden up. But he hit Drew like, yo, where's you? Drew over there with Everett. He chilling with his boo. They playing fucking racing games and shit. They doing the butt. They getting it in. They living their best life. But while they over there... Every gets a knock on the door. He like, oh, don't trip. This is just my tutor. It was a course correct delivery. So he tell Drew what the course correct shit is, give him the pack, and that's when Drew noticed that, oh, shit, these is our pills, nigga. These are the joints that we package up. He texts Diana immediately like, yo, I figured out how Tariq moving his weight. Okay. <laughs> the fuck? Diana like, nigga, uh, yeah, that's cool, but mom look for you, fam. He like, uh, bye. I'm over here with my nigga. Sorry. So Diana like, all right, look, Monet, don't trip. I'm finna go up there. I know where he at. I'm about to go get him. Monet tell him, nigga, you got two hours for you and him to get back to the crib. She go up there. She go to every dorm. Drew bring her in. He like, look, nigga, this how Tariq moving his weight. Nigga, ever told me all about this shit. Basically, you use the app. You get on there. You place your order. They bring your shit. No trace. No nothing, nigga. He got a bunch of people moving the weight around the school for him. He charging them triple. So I really don't get how they short when he charging triple, nigga. Like, 
Y'all should still have the money for them pills that Trey stole. But he been using the money for his mom's defense. Also a fact. So That's right. You right. He giving right. a cut, but the other two thirds. You right. You right. You right. Good shit. Good shit. So he tell Diana how the course correct shit work. And uh, Diana like, all right, well, look, you got two hours to get home. I'm about to go. I got a move to make. She go to Tariq's room. Now, this is where Reek pissed me off. This is where Reek was on some young boy shit. Diana comes to the door. He in there with Riley. They playing chess. They waiting on Braden. He go open the door. He immediately, like, slides out and closes the door real quick. She like, uh, you got somebody in there? No, no, no. Fam, my roommate's girlfriend is in there. We don't know where my roommate at. I think your brother might have took him. I mean, that's where you should start. Fam, like. Oh, nigga, it's over drugs. Who the fuck cares how I'm selling fam. it? Or just ask me. I'm not fucking in here cheating on you. I literally think your brother kidnapped my roommate over some dope shit. So, yeah, somebody's in there. And why do he think Kanan did it? I mean, Kanan did it? Probably because emergency. Like, what about. Drew wouldn't do it. I don't know who else what, he. What about Brayton being missing leads to Kane? The chessboard. That's the only thing that would lead you. Something happened. Yeah, something happened. But why you think? Why would you think Kane? Because I don't think in Reek mind, the only niggas that I fuck with dangerous enough for something to happen to Brayden is Kane. Nigga, the police could have came and arrested me. Also a thing. Like why? Like why specifically? Yeah. Do you just think, oh shit, Kane must have did it. Yeah. But why not specifically tell Kane's sister? What you think, nigga? I think your brother came up here and kidnapped my roommate. That's his girlfriend in the dorm right now. We don't know where the fuck he at. I came home. The door was open. She was already in here. Said the door had been open. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But nope, he like, man, ain't nobody in there. Meanwhile, Riley in there looking through the fucking phone. Reek phone vibrates. She taking pictures of the phone. They didn't show what he got text either. I thought it was like a telephone number or something. Yeah, whatever text or popped up on that nigga phone, they ain't show it directly. Not close enough for you to really read it off. So she took a picture of it, and then she dropped the phone nervously. So Diana heard that shit. She goes, oh, ain't nobody in there, huh? That must be that bougie bitch from the party. And it's like, Reed, just tell the truth, bro. He like, man, I need you to trust me, and I need you to not tell your mama about course correct. Clearly she's gonna tell her mama about course correct and clearly she don't trust you, my nigga. Kinda made it obvious, bro. Like that's a thing. So Reek fucked that up unnecessarily. But when Diana went back and told Monet, Monet was like, nigga, why you telling me that? Like you thought I was gonna shut him down if you told me that? Like, no, nigga. We make money off this shit. Like, why the fuck would I shut him down, fam? Not a thing, not happening. But where the fuck is Drew? Cause that's what you went up there for. Like she like, no, but I found out about course correct. No, you didn't. Drew did. Drew did. You ain't found out shit. You just went up there and thought that Reek might have been fucking with another chick. You just confirmed it. Fam, that's it. Um, What else? Oh, when Kane taking Brayden and Trace back to the dorm, they get pulled over by the cop that Monet fucking with, the little beat cop. Finally stepped up and had a backbone. My nigga had a backbone a couple times this episode. I could appreciate it. So he ran up on the car, pulled him over. He said, Trace, Braden, y'all go stand by my car. That nigga said, Kane, what the fuck is you doing, dog? We got a report about two white boys on the corner in Queens, nigga. Why the fuck would you have them out there selling work for you, dog? That nigga came like, man, nigga, I think you forget you work for me. That nigga said, no, nah, I think you and your mama forget we work for your dad, nigga. P. 
period. Don't nobody work for y'all. We all work for your pops. So I think you need to smarten the fuck up. Then he went later and told Monet, like, yo, these two niggas, they, that's Braden and Trace Weston or whatever. Like, nigga, if they would have fucking really, really got, like, we'd have figured out that was them missing. They was the white boys. This would have been rap. national news, nigga. They really rich. They not, they different rich, dog. You don't fuck with that Weston family. He like, you need to get Kane under control. She like, Kane ain't your son. You don't need to worry about fam. I'm trying to help you. Your son is literally out of your control. So then I like what he told her, nigga. You know what? Next time you get in trouble, don't call me. I like Period. how he bossed up on her dumb ass too. Walked off on her. Like now, next time that nigga get in trouble, don't call me. When he get arrested by another nigga, I ain't helping. She got she way too aggressive. She real too t- like turn that shit down, nigga. He ain't fucking because I thought he was fucking. Like she don't had no like volume down, nigga. Relax a little bit. Everything ain't why everything make her mad. Her kids make her mad. Husband make her mad. Cop make her mad. God damn. So in that, when the nigga Kane came home the next morning. He walked in, Monet sitting right there. She like, yo, what the fuck was you doing? Oh, no, she had called Tariq when the cop was there. She called Reek, and Reek was like, she was like, you want to tell me why about these two white boys on the corner? That nigga said, you want to tell me why the fuck Kane was up here, nigga? She was like, oh, that wasn't on me. I don't give a fuck who was on, nigga. Why was your fucking son up here, bro? And he like, nigga, look, I know Monet probably told you about course correct, so you mad you gonna quit fucking with me She was like no I actually think this shit's smart Nigga Reek like Alright well look we gonna keep it going But I need you to keep Kane away from me nigga That nigga can't come up here She's like oh don't worry he won't be back So Kane come back she like fam You could have blew the whole operation last night What the fuck was you doing They get into an argument Kane start telling her like fam This is all dad shit Also the conversation she had with uh, B-Cop he was basically saying like, yo, you a woman, and that's a man. Facts. He out of his adolescence. He's a grown man. It's certain shit you can't teach him, and it's certain shit that you just can't. Like, if you let me off the leash, I yeah. can handle this shit. Yeah. But she tried to hold him, and he was like, well, fuck it. Don't call me no more. So now, to your point, while they having this conversation, I'm like, yo, yeah. this nigga grown ass man. How the fuck you going to tell him what, what, what to do and what not to do? Yeah. All that, um... I, I I say this all the time, man. Money is power, and intelligence is power, and influence is power. Nigga, yeah. fuck all that shit. Power is power. Facts. The person who physically has the power has the power, yep. and you only gonna get so many times to to disrespect him before he exerts his power accidentally. Yeah. That nigga was very um. And everybody, they, the, the 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 brother and the sister, all like, oh, oh my god, we can't, we can't yell at my. So life. they run downstairs like, what's going on? What's going on? And then nigga Kane got up in Diana's face because he still thinks she fucking read. So he's still mad about that. So he like, yo, nigga, I went up there to teach a little bitch ass nigga a lesson. Da da da. Then Monet grabs him like, don't talk to your sister like that. He throw Monet to the ground. Yo, if I'm in the fucking argument and move, like that's just natural reaction. Move. You gotta learn how to move around a fucking man. You in the streets. You know you can't do that shit. I'm not Off saying top. it's right, but yeah. like if nah, a nigga, nigga is, ain't never saying you throwing your fucking mom on the ground is and right. His, re- his reflection, his reaction needs to be like that because that's the type of nigga he is out in the street. Man. If a nigga t- 
touches you while you interacting, that's your natural reaction. Yeah, back up off me. Back up off me. Yeah, yeah. Nigga, back up off me. So he told Monet, hey, back the fuck up. But now she on the ground looking stupid. She down there like, what the fuck? I can't believe you just threw me down. Like, when oh, a, my God. When a motherfucker let you know, I've been letting you control me. Facts. Nigga, you not in control. Power is power. Facts. I get it. You can influence the nigga with power, but that shit only works so long. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, dog, she's very, in addition to Monet talking at all her kids crazy, all three of them. With Kane, she's very, I don't want you involved in the business. I want you to be the muscle. You too stupid for anything. Yeah, else. she's very obvious with that, with how she uses him. And she told him that. Episode one or two, she said that straight up. Like, nigga, I, you do this. You beat up niggas and shoot them. That's your job. I don't need you to go beyond that. So my niggas naturally, especially as the oldest son, trying to do his own thing. So when he threw her to the ground, he realized, like, oh, shit, this is my mom. My bad. And he reached his hand down. She was like, nigga, fuck off. She said, as long as you live under my roof. I thought he was like, well, nigga, I'm going to fucking live here. I, I, I actually think it's very weird that he lives there. The other two seem a little younger, side, maybe. Side note, this is the first episode that we actually found out what they sell. Yeah. Coke, pills, and weed. Yeah, like we they yeah, always we never know. Yeah. the business. Yeah. But like this is the first time we found out what they actually sell. Yeah. Other um, than the pills, because Tariq was pushing. Well, yeah, we knew them. they had the pills, yeah. But we know they got bricks and we know they got pounds. So they really in that business. They they deep in there. They got a warehouse. Um, or what she say, we going down to the club. So I right, y'all got some shit. Y'all got your y'all getting y'all ghost on. Which leads me back to my whole thing that I had a problem with during the first five episodes. How the fuck have y'all been operating this business in Queens? They dad been locked up for 10 years. He got 15 mo. He clearly got locked up on some shit related to this. I think these niggas are small time. How has this shit just been happening in Queens and y'all was ne- y'all wasn't even like the Tejada family wasn't even one of Ghost Premieres. Like, because come on, man. they probably getting work from one of the Premieres. Like y'all not y'all not up there because yeah. old boy in jail. Yeah, like you, you just a wife. Yeah, um, I don't mean that. Yeah, yeah, not, not disrespectfully, man. But again, we one thing Kane said that wasn't a lie. Nigga, all this shit is dads. <laughs> like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, mom, but all this shit is fucking dads, nigga. So let's keep it real. So then Kane go to C Pops. Went up to the prison. Went to go tell his dad what happened. Like, yo, man, I think mom losing control. She getting emotional. She letting Diana and Drew do whatever the fuck they want. Diana fucking a little nigga we selling with. Like, come on, man, this shit getting bad. And that nigga Pops tell him, look, out there, your mom is me. In here, I'm me. But out there, she is me. She runs shit. So you got to listen to her, nigga. You got to fall in line, bro. At the end of the day, even though you my soldier, you still got to fall in line for your mom. Because out there, she the captain, nigga. Unless it come from me directly, you got to do what she say. Period. Hugged him, kissed him. Um, Real quick, I want to ask you, Jay. How you feel about the casting of... This clearly Hispanic dad. I don't understand it. And these clearly black children. Nigga. I don't get it. Drew, the only nigga that can fit Drew, in. Drew, maybe. And even Diana has moments where I look at her and I'll be like, if you told me she was like 
fucking Dominican, I might roll with it. This nigga Bobby Brown ain't Dominican. He not nothing. He not Puerto Rican. He not. He black, bro. And it ain't because he played Bobby Brown. It's just because that nigga Woody is black, dog. But um, them niggas hugged. Hey, salute to Woody, too, for the little when him and his dad was speaking and they kept jumping in and out of the Spanish. I was like, all right, nigga, not that Woody couldn't speak Spanish. but I don't get it. It, I mean, it I was believable, it. but it was just like, this yeah. is just wild casting. You me, switching dog. the words at the weirdest time. At the end, he was like, yeah, so come on, Tayamo. Hey, bitch ass niggas is fucking with me, dog. And I was really not feeling mom, Sayamo. I was like, wait, what, nigga? Nigga got weird. But dad told him, like, relax, fall in line, do what your mom say. And then he hugged him and kissed him. That nigga drew leave. Then dad looked at one of the COs. And he gave him that eye, kind of a little head nod to that nigga, like, yo, go do y'all thing. Next thing you know, the CO's jump Drew. Or, I'm sorry, jump Kane, not Drew. How you felt about them whooping Kane ass real quick? And then the dad came in there and was like, don't ever put your hands on my wife, nigga. I mean, I understood it. That's what I told my girl last night. She was like, no. Nah. They ain't really giving too bad, of, too bad of a beating, though. Yeah, they literally it was a couple punches to the gut, slammed the nigga face, his mouth bleeding. They OD'd on the fucking blood uh, pill, the little shit you bite to create fake blood. They OD'd on that. Yeah, you like a nigga got shot in the stomach. Yeah, I was like, my nigga, this nigga's gushing blood but not missing a tooth. Come on, fam. Like, no. Um, but stomped him a little bit, and then that was it. Like, yo, matter of fact, they didn't even stomp him. They punched that nigga, threw him against the wall, threw him on the ground, beaten over. And then his dad came in there, kneeled over him. Don't ever put your hands on my wife. I get that. Because guess what, nigga? We still a crime family. Yeah. And right now, my wife runs my crime organization. She's me out there. She's me. So if you ever came at me like that, this is how you would have got your ass beat. But he agrees with Kane. I mean, he, he agrees he with Kane. He gets Kane. He understands he what like, Kane's problem was. Watch what she's doing so then you can take over. Had Kane gone up there with that same story but never touched Monet, he doesn't get his ass beat. You can't touch my wife, bro. Sorry. Like, I get it. I know you're my son. You're my oldest. You're the only, you like me. You're a violent motherfucking felon, but can't touch my wife, bro. Sorry. Gotta be chased. No, 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 no. Yeah. Do, do, do. Dude, can't, can't touch this. this. Like, you can't do it, man. Meanwhile, back at the trial, um, Saxon fucking uh, Davis put 2-Bit on the fucking stand. They tell 2-Bit, or they run through 2-Bit with all the questions like, yo, do you know James St. Patrick? Do you know Tommy? Do you know Tasha? He like, fam, I don't know none of these motherfuckers, dog. I've never seen Tommy Egan. Only time I knew fucking James St. Patrick was he was that lieutenant governor nigga, right? Like, I don't know shit. Never heard of him. Never knew nothing. That's just what it is. So then they like, all right, well, uh, you sure, nigga? Because you ain't really that helpful right now. And that nigga like, look, man. So Sex lean over into his ear. And he like, yo, you know you supposed to be fucking snitching on Tommy. That nigga, look, two bits say, fam, I got transactional immunity. All I had to do was show up to court and take the stand. I don't have to snitch on nobody, and I'm getting off. How'd you feel about the um, the code switching when Davis and Sachs was talking to 2-Bit? He, oh, would, he would go back and forth. Davis the lawyer talks to like my nigga bag and shit. My nigga, you know who the f- <clears throat> Yeah, like even when uh, when he brought Blunk in, yeah. he was like, um, that nigga 2-Bit was like, 
I ain't I ain't talking to no cop. Yeah, that nigga Davis say, well, talk. Sex. Yeah, talk to me, nigga. It was like, come on, Davis. And then Blanca like laughs. She kind of smirked, like, talk to this nigga. I think for this role, um, maybe they're trying to make Davis look older, but he got to get away from that handlebar. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, that, 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 like, I get you. Either get a nigga to go T. Yeah. Because when he came in with his quote unquote cool clothes. Oh, my God. Fam, fam, he looked look so goofy, you dog. Look like a, you look like a dad. He looked like the old nigga trying to be cool. Yeah. He's trying to swag. No. Nah, that fam. nigga walked in. That whole outfit was goofy, dog. Like, and that nigga, uh, mm. sack safe. The fuck are you wearing? <laughs> you just mad because you can't pull it off. Newsflash, hey, my you nigga. not pulling it off, my nigga. You look like that's you not- look goofy as hell, dog. In the words of my niggas, get the fuck out of here, dog. Get the fuck out of here. This nigga had shit. on the stupidest outfit, bro. I'm glad you brought that up. And to your point, that handlebar beard is, or that uh, jawline beard, whatever they call them beards. I hate that shit. That shit, look, it looked goofy in 05 when Cameron and Jewels was wearing them. That shit ain't never been cool. It's never been a thing, dog. That's only chin strap. That's, that's that is. That's only a thing for niggas who can't grow beards. Yeah, that's for uh, 12 and 13 year old niggas who sideburns starting to connect and go the other way, nigga. Like, if your whole shit goes. Like grows in, which Method Man's clearly does. You see the five o'clock shadow in that nigga face. Grow your motherfucking beard in, dog. Like he looking goofy off the chin strap, but he also told that nigga uh, two bit, yo, Blanca's gonna fill you in on exactly what to say on the stand, so you don't perjure yourself, and so you don't snitch on nobody. Right. Do exactly what Blanca tell you to do. Say what she tell you to say. And, nigga, you'll be home back on the corner selling by the end of this week. And that's exactly what he did, man. Blanca gave that nigga to play. Sax asked him about when he got arrested at the warehouse. That nigga said, yo, Blanca Rodriguez told me to go down there. Blanca's got a thing for Sax because Sax got her fired. So she want to see Sax go down, too. So that was where I started to think, yeah, maybe Davis isn't quite on the same page with Sax. Right. Because he didn't work in Blanca to the point that now she like, yo, I want to help this nigga. I'm starting to feel like somebody else outside of Tamika and Tariq are going to learn that Sax was at the club the night that Ghost got killed. Got to. And then they're going to make that a thing. So, um, anyway, 2-Bit didn't snitch on nobody. He went home a real nigga. But he did mention, yo, the only time I even fucking ever heard of a St. Patrick was when I ran into they son Tariq. Said I ran into him once or like twice. Like Davis told him to say that specifically. Yeah. And they was like, well, how'd you run into a nigga like Tariq? Like, y'all don't run in the same circles. He was like, the nigga was fucking with some bad people. And that's how I came across the little nigga. So they was like, so just to be clear, Tasha St. Patrick wasn't fucking with no bad people, was she? Nigga said, nah, I ain't never fucking seen Tasha. If it was a woman running this organization, nigga, I would have knew about it. If it was a white boy controlling all the dope, different, nah, I would have knew about it. He was very convincing. So he was very convincing, and that nigga went up there, and he did what a nigga's supposed to do. He took the stand and didn't tell on nobody. So now he can go back to Queens happily, yep. unlike Spank, who went back and got shot in the eye, because clearly you snitched. She was only in prison for a night, and you came home on I'm them charges. I'm only in town for a night. Ha. <laughs> So then the nigga uh, Too Big gets out. Fucking um, Kane got jumped. Drew got a boyfriend. Diana want Reek, but Reek want Lauren, but Lauren go with Malcolm. This shit is a mess. 
The only shit that I really hate, though, like hate, hate, like it's actually bothering me, the shit with Sack's niece, dog. Riley, I don't like her, bro. It, it don't make sense. Why I don't you need, so? Why you so go? Bitch, you're not damn, a detective. Literally, every time Sax tells her don't do some shit, she go do it quick. Like, that's the first thing she do, bro. And it's starting to piss me off. I really don't like it. So, um, yeah, Riley, I, I'm not a fan. I hope she get fucked up quick. But I am curious to see what she took a screenshot of on Tariq's phone. Like, what was that text he got or that message he received? Who it come from? Yeah, who it come from, what it say. Um, clearly, she got to take it back to sex. Um, and then, yeah, man, it looked like Tasha's getting out next week. So they're not going to drag her being in jail the entire season. Um, hopefully she's out early in the episode so they don't spend the whole time trying to be in suspense. Uh, real quick, do you think Reek gets arrested? Like this season? I feel like that's going to be the finale. They're um, going to arrest Reek. I mean, he, could, he might get arrested. He's not going Yeah, he's not getting in trouble. Fam, the minute. Guess what's going to happen, though? What up? If he gets arrested, guess who's going to be his lawyer? Davis. And then Davis is going to get him off. Facts, because Davis don't lose in court, which they keep telling us. Davis say, nigga, I'll take a mistrial. A mistrial ain't an L, nigga. Um, and guess what? Now that I just said that, bam, we just put together how Reek going to get off. The mistrial is going to come when he reveals Sax was at the club that night. Boom, mistrial. Davis gets a win. Reek gets off. Sax goes to jail. I don't know if all that's going to happen in these last four episodes, but it's going to happen, man. Um, And that was it, man. It was a cool little episode back. Unrealistic as fuck. That whole fucking part about Brayden and Trace with Kane was just completely unrealistic. Courtney, y'all got to stop playing us. We not dumb, man. We not dumb. This is a podcast full of real niggas. We know what's happening in these streets. And it ain't. Two white boys j- being dropped off on the corner in Queens selling bags of dope. Yo, that's pure unadulterated bullshit. And um, Bath and Body Works, um, nigga just emailed me and told me some of my candles, uh, we can't send them to you because they're gone. Wait, what? <laughs> they playing the online niggas. Update to your recent order. Uh, just want to let you know that we're making extra credit order, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of the can some of the candles couldn't make it, so they just sent me a twenty percent discount for my next um, online order. Wow. No nigga, make that next one. I make nine ninety nine. I need my whole thing. <laughs> the fuck? I need my whole thing, nigga. <laughs> um, I don't want a discount. I I want twenty percent off nine ninety nine. Like what the? Fuck? I want what I pay for my fucking candles, man. Um, but that said, uh, did you watch the preview for next week? I did not. So in the preview for next week, it looks like Kane never came back. To the house Like he kind of went not. off And did his own thing So they show him Masked up With like At least one or two Other dudes Running in a room Robbing some niggas He probably robbing His his family Probably One of their little spots Um, But he robbing some niggas There's some niggas In there counting cash And then Kane And whoever he with Come in there Masked up They got the guns out Um, And then they show Diana like You still ain't talk to Kane Talking to the mom and shit So like This, the, the, this shit is called power Uh huh so now they about to well actually it's called ghost. Uh but uh playing off the power theme, yeah. It's about to be a power struggle between Kane, the oldest son, and yeah. the, his family, essentially. Cause he probably gonna ride one of their spots, take the money, go get re upped, and now he gonna start selling and yeah. be in direct competition. Yeah. Um 
Where you think they go with Reek and these little like love entry? Like either do it or don't. Like I, I see them trying to set up the like Tasha and Angela play between Lauren and Diana. Like Lauren is there. is Angela and Diana's I, Tasha, but they're not doing enough with it. He got more chemistry. I can kind of see him having more feelings for the other girl. The Lauren chick, yeah. Um, who Instagram is amazing. Yeah, facts. Um, facts. Uh but like I don't see the connection at with Diana. The shit with Diana is on Diana. We saw it episode one where he went to their house. Diana was grilling that nigga from the rip. Um, but he never looked like he was trying to do that. And I know they kissed that one episode when her and Drew came up to the school, but it was like, nigga, she kinda she walked in the room and sat on his bed. She kind of propositioned my nigga. Um, but Lauren got a boyfriend who looked like Candyman, so that could be a thing. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't really understand this season's purpose just yet. And I feel like six seasons in, I or six episodes in, I should. So, I mean, there's a whole nother plot line with the the two professors we don't care about. Fam, are a, they even coming back? Because this week we only got the one professor. Yeah, the there's chick. a whole plot line with um, Zeke. That we have, we gotta explore. Yeah, um, it's a lot of shit to unpack in four more episodes. Yeah, um, it's a ten episode season, right? Yeah, it's four episodes and left. They literally got four left to uh, to start wrapping some of the shit up. So we're either in for a wild four episodes, or we in for some of the most unrealistic shit that we've ever seen on TV, man. Pure underdetected bullshit. Facts. Um. So with that said, man, uh, you watching anything interesting, dog? What was that show you said watch? Um, the Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Oh, it was the Flight Flight Attendant, Attendant on HBO Max. I, I started. I bought the tech. I'm like, no, it's like one thirty two. Yeah, uh, he probably was up and shit. But yeah, I was, you I'm already like, know. I'm like, I ain't about to text this nigga that's like, yeah, man, man code and shit. Facts, facts. <laughs> Only nigga who don't respect that is Weezy, man. Weezy hit me because he know I'll be woke. Weezy hit that nigga. Weezy hit you like four a.m. Like yo, nigga, you What's seen so these funny? Jays? It was two different, two different nights. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, oh fuck, because I be up late as fuck too. I'm like, yeah, man, fuck. It I'm, was flight attendant. I'm like, because I'm like, cause it was like a white person on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that don't mean it nothing. ain't culture. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I thought it was like some culture yeah, or shit. No, I started to watch that shit too. I'm like, I think this is yeah, it. But no, I'm it's sure. flight attendant. And then now the other shit, uh, Mad Dogs. Yes, that's that. the wild. That's on Prime. That's. I mean, it's set in Belize, so it's cultural I did enough. I watch The Undoing. Let's talk about that real quick. How you feel about the finale, man? I now? did get in The Undoing. Um, I'm glad I was okay with the finale because I'm glad they didn't do no cliffhanger shit and they, or not really tell us what happened. Yeah, they yeah. They told us actually what happened and who did it. I kind of wanted the nigga to kill himself, though. I did want him to jump off the bridge, but I think him not jumping was them like reiterating, like, no, this nigga's a real sociopath. Like, he only got up there to make, he thought that was gonna get her to come love him and like show him love and shit and get the son to be, because you saw how the son ran over there, like, dad, you can't, you can't. He wanted that from the wife. I thought he was gonna jump. Yeah. And the son was gonna like, be Need attached to him No oh. Be like oh. attached to him And yeah. fall with him Or some shit Oh like that'd that. been lit And that's just been like Some tragic shit I tell you what I thought the son did it though With the undoing Spoiler And Oh yeah Spoiler alert If y'all ain't seen the undoing uh, The daddy did it <laughs> um, I was really like Yo did moms do it Oh so shit here's the Did thing. daddy do it A lot of people were pissed At the finale Like oh It should have been The granddad Or it should have been The son Or it should have been But for me I was like, yo, that's what let me know how good the writing was. Y'all had us convinced somebody else did this shit. 
Y'all told us five episodes in a row the dad did it, but left them little droplets that it might have been somebody else, and we went with it, dog. This, the, the lawyer who said he didn't like a killer, he was like, yo, I'd be surprised yeah. if you didn't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And in order for you not to do it, you got to be really stupid. Yeah. And you seem like a really intelligent man. Hey, salute to the actress who played that lawyer, mm. um, the black actress who played uh hugh grant's lawyer she's british by the way um so was the son by the way he was british hugh grant is british and all these everybody in this bitch from somewhere else except down south by default, isn't it? facts um and shout out to the uk because y'all clearly fucking with the kids so we not mad at the uh the brits that come over here and get work but that actress killed it nigga she was convincing as fuck dog and i'm like yo did i mean i can't she was like, because you ain't hide the fucking weapon. Man, you see that anger in her? Like, dog, she literally looked at him like, you're as stupid as I thought you weren't. I didn't think you was this stupid, Because, bro. nigga, you gonna try to flip this shit like it's my fault? Man, that nigga said, we had her. And she was like, yeah, we did have her. I, I was thinking. You lost her, nigga. I was thinking that the kid did it. You know when I thought the kid did it? When they was at dinner. Mm, when they was mm, at dinner, he was like, "Oh, yeah. we can be a family. We can." And when yeah. I when he when, that was kind of weird. Yeah. And when I found out that he saw, yeah, I'm like, yo, this nigga it sealed it, it, nigga. When they showed the hammer in the violin case, but but the, then the I only thought thing with that 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 conflicted me was like, "Bro, yo, how he was acting and he didn't know if dad was home or not." Yeah, yeah. Like you should know, like what time it is because you did it. You know what I'm saying? So, so I I ended up probably by episode four. Convinced it was the granddad. Why? Because never crossed mind it was the granddad. So I was convinced because I said he hates this. So here's how I put it together: when they showed that the son saw his dad and old girl, I said, "Yo, maybe he told the granddad because that's his man." They yeah. they had that relationship. I'm like, maybe he told granddad, and maybe granddad was like, "Yo, I hate this nigga. I always hated this nigga. I don't want him to be with my daughter." I, I set this, this nigga was, up for murder. I thought it was clever writing because they clearly wanted us to think it was the ex-husband or the husband. So I thought that was the most obvious it wasn't. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I, they made it so obvious. I was like, it's it's not going to be the husband. Because I'm like, dog. yo, I know this nigga. Yeah. From Ray Donovan. Yeah. yeah. like, he's a big enough actor to not be just here yeah. for no reason. I'm like, why the fuck they keep showing him? And, and then as, as, as we went through, I'm like, oh, okay, now, they, now they're making it seem too much. So, so then I'm like, yo, it did. Did he do it? And then when they seen his wife walking, I'm like, yo, did she do it? And like on some, some psychotic shit, then block that shit yeah. out of her mind. Yeah. Then I'm like, well, damn, well, did the son do it? Because that nigga seemed like. When the hammer, I ain't going to lie, in the episode five, when they showed the hammer in the violin case, nigga, I literally gasped. And that nigga eyes was I big. I gasped, looking. dog. I was like, hey, yo, nigga. Like me and Shorty was together and she was, she looked at me like she did it, nigga. Yo, but then I'm like. You know what kind of kept me thinking like, yo, maybe this nigga didn't do it. Mm. It's like when he tried to blame the kid. Nigga. Because he looking like. He nigga. was in that bet. He was a real asshole, dog. <laughs> like, I would have blamed. Like, nigga. It, so listen, in real life, if you charged with murder. Yeah. And you didn't do it. Yeah. And your son. Got the murder weapon potentially. Hit, hidden in his closet. Yeah. In a violin case Under the violin I don't give a fuck About hurting nobody Goddamn feelings Yes the fuck I'm gonna ask If you did it Nigga Man. y'all think I did it Man It was a real like Oh my god You're gonna Yes Yes the fuck I am Why the fuck This nigga got the murder weapon Dog 
it was a real for real like and why your dumb ass didn't get rid of that shit yeah that was goofy um i'm like you took it up to their family estate and put that shit behind the rocks it was weird um one thing i will say that i enjoyed about the undoing i mean i enjoyed the whole shit i thought it was phenomenal but one thing that i really loved this was fucking acting dog good acting like this was acting bro like i again it shows like this that make me look at other shows and kind of get irritated a little bit bro i didn't understand the dynamic between him and uh the lawyer it was this one scene when they was looking she was like okay that was good oh so I did was you like, peep? Huh? that was probably my favorite twist um so you remember when the wife called the lawyer said can you meet up with me i want to take a walk she told her go tell the other attorney nigga question him about this shit with his mom this convo i had with his mother i like how they handled that because he was looking at the other lawyer chick like, yo, that's my friend. That's my wife's best friend. Da, da, da. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the black lawyer. Oh, the lawyer. black lawyer. When, okay. When they was going back and forth, they had a dialogue. Oh. And she was like, oh, I get it. You think because you got a pretty face or some yeah, shit. Yeah. And they had a conversation, and then they was like, okay, yeah, that was good. Yeah. I was like, huh? Yeah. And like, I was, I was kind of confused, like... It kind of like they had this whole little moment, and then they just like broke, yeah, and was like, okay, that was good. like, what is going on? Are y'all kicking it? Yeah, like, you know, I, see, he was kept having glances with the white friend who was the lawyer, and I thought he thought that like when he would look at her, like that was the homie, like yeah, family friend. Whole time, her and your wife then literally gave the other attorney to play. So let me ask if yeah. he, if he would have got rid of got off on this, you think he'd have killed somebody again? Oh, one hundred percent. You do one hundred percent because he seemed like. After this, the way he lied and fucking was trying to convince niggas, I absolutely didn't do it when clearly he did. Because I, I didn't get serial killer vibes. I didn't get serial killer, but I got, again, sociopath vibes. And I got, nigga, if, let's say he got off, but Nicole Kimmon didn't want to get back together. Uh, yeah, I can see. Something like that. Like, well, I feel he, like he, she would have took a real tumble down some stairs. He's he, he relatively smart, too, though. Because, like, that's a giant relatively. coincidence. But, though. you know, one thing they didn't address that I thought they would, it, it was a couple glaring errors in the show. Um, But it was a miniseries, so you ain't going to be able to tie up every detail. Um, Nigga, he gave away the play. He had been telling her he was going to Cleveland for, like, days leading up to it. Fam. You killed the old girl, said you was going to Cleveland. What was your real plan like before? Because clearly when she thought you was in Cleveland, you was on the run for murder. But prior to murdering this chick, what were you actually going to be doing? Because it wasn't no conference, my nigga. You were fired. Three months ago. Like, what was your, what was the Cleveland thing supposed to, was you and old girl supposed to be on like a trip or something? Like my, like Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Y'all make enough money that you don't even check the bank accounts? Man, you ain't seen a fucking check from this nigga in months? Ain't there no, ain't no been a direct deposit inside of your account for three months? That's how rich we got to get. I'm with it. Where I don't even <laughs> see the account and I see nothing wrong with my lifestyle. Like, nothing changed. Maybe the nigga, was you interviewing in Cleveland, my nigga? Nigga. <laughs> yo, when she called and a woman answered and she went to the Ooh. phone. Nigga, I was yo. This was the suspense in this. It's a great show, man. It was good. So one thing I enjoyed about it, um, and it kind of got me in a bag when I started the flight attendant. This is also a miniseries. It's eight episodes on HBO Max. Um, Mad Dogs, which I recommended on uh, Amazon Prime, 
was only one season. It was intentionally one season. They had actually gotten renewed by Amazon, well, approached by Amazon to renew, and the producer was like, no, I only wanted to do one. I love it. I kind of love the one-season hitter-quitter, dog. You don't have to make... Ten seasons. No, you don't have to make a two-hour movie. Also a fact. Complete your entire thought. Complete the story. And then chop dog. that shit up and break it up for how, however long it takes. Complete the fucking story. Complete the dog. thought. And and that's what What if straight out of Compton was eight episodes? Oh, nigga, we talked about that, I yeah. feel like. Like that would have been nigga the Tupac movie. These are stories that can't be told in two hours. But if you break them down into eight episodes and stop, I mean we got the, you can give me a whole thought. Whole story. Uh, new edition was like that. They did that. That was a good. Like four episodes, that right? Was yeah. a, that's how you supposed to do shit yeah. like this. Four episodes, like two hours each. Nigga, we got all this content, but it's broken down in enough that y'all made it digestible, dog. And with this, I felt like what made it so fucking good was you can't walk away from this saying, you know what? I mean, you can, but you would be kind of begging. If you walked away from this saying, I need more. You yeah. didn't need more. This story was told and it was ended. I liked nigga. Uh, what's my other shit that I watched over the summer? Um, what did Nicole Kidman do for a living? You said what? What does she do for a living? She was she's a uh, uh, no oh, psychiatrist. She was psychiatrist. psychiatrist. Psychi- so that's what had me thinking it was her. I thought it was gonna be one of them like flips of like she a shrink, but actually she don't realize she out her mind, nigga. Because that her walking on video was wild, nigga. Like every that's some other shit I loved. At the end of every episode, they had you thinking it was somebody else. Every single one, dog. Good writing. That was a good show, man. I enjoyed the undoing. Um, if we spoiled that for anybody, your fault. You shouldn't have listened. You two hours and uh, forty minutes in. Facts. Um, some I started watching the other day. I'm only a few episodes in. It's only eight episodes available, but this is all eight episodes of the season. I don't know if they're gonna have another season or not, but all of the episodes are available. Also on HBO and HBO Max. The industry. Um, if you watch the undoing, you might've seen the industry like preview or like little like ads and trailers and shit come up before or after the undoing. It's about a black college grad taking an internship at a prestigious investment bank in the UK. She over in London. And basically it's her experience with all the other interns trying to, cause at the end of the four month internship, they give away like a handful of jobs. And it's like this super investment firm. You get a lot of money. I'm only a few episodes in, but I'm going to say this. If you thought like I did that it was just about like some boring investment bank shit, because I was kind of hesitant to watch. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care about the numbers and all that shit like that. It get wilder than I, ex- I didn't expect them to go where they go. Mm. Um, now, for some, it might get a little too wild. I'm going to say that, but in general, it's got my interest. So I'm not putting my stamp on this a, one. There was a euphoria episode or some shit that happened. I was getting to that next. So I haven't watched it though. I haven't watched it, but literally everybody said it was great. Um, it was like a full episode. It's a full one hour episode about Rue. Uh, yeah. Rue. Um, why can I not think of her fucking real name? God damn it. But it's about Rue. And it's called Euphoria something something rule. So apparently they're going to have one of those, I think, about each of the main characters of the show. So I think it's like four or five of these coming. But the first one was about rule. Weekly, though? Not weekly. 
So mm-hmm. I think they just randomly dropping these whenever they feel like it. But literally everybody who watched said this ruin was perfect. Nigga. Mm-hmm. They I said the shit was good. So I'm going to get into that. Um, but check that out. Check out the industry. Let me know what y'all thoughts are. I'm not putting my stamp on it because I'm not done with it yet. But it is interesting. So watch that on HBO Max. Go check out the flight attendant. Catch up with the undoing if you haven't followed that. And uh, go check out Mad Dogs, man. I want to be able to come in here every week and try to give y'all something to watch. Um, one of the homies on the podcast page on Facebook, salute to her. I ain't going to put her government out. But she said, check out Utopia on Amazon Prime. Um, and then a lot of people jumped on her comments and said, yeah, Utopia was great. So I'm going to get into that. Utopia, Amazon Prime. I'm going to check that out. I'm going to tap back in, let you know what my thoughts are, man. Uh, shit, final words, bro, before we get out of here. Send me my damn candles. <laughs> on that note, man, we appreciate everybody rocking with us. We appreciate the homie who sent this lovely gift up here. Thank you so much. Um, we will definitely be cracking this bottle for the new year or maybe the Christmas episode or something. Uh, and we just appreciate everybody, man. The growth and the numbers that we have seen over the last year have been phenomenal. Y'all's support has been amazing. We feel it. We're going to try to keep this good content coming to y'all every week as much and as often as possible, man. Until the next episode, I'm Ant. That's Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 135. We out.